Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Starting Block for another week of the year! Uh, for my man who's trying to work out where the hell he's going to get his Aussie stubby holders, his Aussie flags... And his Aussie wife beaters, my co-captain Damon Harvey, sir. Very good, Greeno. Yeah, Australia Day just around the corner, isn't it? Another couple of weeks mm-hmm. till we have another day off. Is it a day off this time? Is it on a Saturday uh, or a Sunday? We're getting gypped. Mate, or... it's, it's a Friday. It's a, it's a block day. Fuck it, it's Friday. It's a block day. Wow. Yeah. Are we going to start season two after that? We'll take... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take Australia <laughs> Day off, do you think, to um, <laughs> celebrate whatever the fuck we celebrate on Australia Day? I don't know what we celebrate. We don't really celebrate anything, but... Lamb. We celebrate. We sell. I tell you what, we celebrate, mate. We celebrate lamb and thongs and uh, Southern Cross oh, tattoos. Green. Oh, Southern Cross tattoos. And the Aussie will be wearing, back here, mate, wearing a flag as a cape. We celebrate yeah. that as well. A cape. Uh, the big tang singlets, even though yeah. it's got nothing to do with Australia, but yeah. it, it seems Australian. Big tang. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if good. you went to Bali, that's uh, you celebrate mm-hmm. Australia Day by letting everyone know that you went to a cheap knockoff you, shop in Bali to buy. You, you know, can local tell. Merch. Any person who just got back from Bali in yeah. Australia Bintang. by checking out who's wearing a Bintang singlet. What else do we do? We engage in outrage on Twitter as to people calling it Invasion Day, Greeno. Invasion Day. That's yeah. right. Change the date. I haven't. Yeah. It's been a bit of uh, a change of narrative this year because everyone's kind of angry at Woolworths for not stocking the, the cheap Aussie uh, knockoff shit to celebrate Australia Day. Really? It's made in like cheap fucking Chinese parlours. Right. Um. The irony of it all. Yeah, to be right, I have heard less about uh, the whole, like, kind of invasion. I think I thought that was more or less a flow on from the referendum vote. And I thought. I think it might be, yeah. Maybe people are like, let's, you know what, we tried for this thing. Let's not push too much right now because I think people are still kind of in referendum mode. So we may be attracting unwanted attention to ourselves if we try to we'll see, it's still, it's still a fortnight. They might be waiting until the final stretch, you know, That's just true. kind of like yeah. just sitting back in a 400 for the first 200 metres. Where do you sit on changing – where do you sit on changing the day, Greeno, of Australia Day? Do you have an opinion either way or uh, – I, I do have an opinion for as you know, the completely Greeno way, selfish reasons. Selfish, of course, so, yeah. So the, the public holiday falls very close to my birthday, oh, which is yes, massively convenient, right? Yeah. Because it normally means – Greeno gets a long weekend. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so, for selfish reasons, I, I'm like, no, man, I've got to live where it is. Live where I, it is. I, it's I, tradition, bro. It's tradition. I particularly don't care. Yeah. Now, I did see something. It's uh, a 40 year tradition. We can't let this slide. We can't let this slide. Exactly. Yeah. It's very inconvenient. Wait till after I die, then change it. Yeah. Then, uh, so but I did see something. Wait another out, couple of months, at least. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if you're going to change the date, that's fine. I don't particularly care. Just as long as I get a public holiday, that's all I care. But January's a fucking banger, right? It is. You're in the middle of summer. We've just gone back to work. We've had about a month back, and then you're kind of like, ah, oh, I could, I could use a day. Hmm. And it's still like, ah, oh, I could get enjoy. Like once again, it's beers, it's festivities, it's thongs, it's bin ten singlets, it's barbecues, southern it's cross Australia tattoos, southern cross tattoos, lamb, exactly. Lamb chops, greeno. Uh, what it, what, I think you referred to the, the slabs of uh, the 30 cans of Tui's new as the blue briefcase. Blue briefcase, Greeno. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about that. And once again, a premise one, you chuck it like chuck it later in the year, suddenly we've got a weather issue, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's hot, can't do barbecues. Is that is that really celebrating Australia? No, that's of course not, Greeno. That would be un-Australian to, yeah. you know, to shamelessly use an overused phrase it would be very un-australian and be unpatriotic greener but i yeah. guess the other thing is 
this is the opinion that I've always held, well, at least held yeah. for a while now. Um, it's like, okay, so you want to change it, all right, because January 26th is offensive because that's invasion day. That's when mm-hmm. the first landings happened. And it's like, okay, so I always I always ask people, so what are you going to do for the with the people who continue to celebrate January 26th? What's the plan there? And I always go, what do you mean? And I said, well, just because you change the day doesn't mean that everyone's going to go along with it, right? Because it's such a divisive issue. There's imagine, be- yeah, imagine someone goes, hey, Christmas, now – yeah. Now in uh, 1st September. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you, you decide you want to change the date. Turns, turns out Jesus was born 3rd of September. Yeah, 25th of <laughs> August. Fucked, now we're doing we fucked, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. fucked up the number. Deal like, with it. It yeah. Just, yeah, we forgot to carry the one. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> My bad. So you, you decide, like, so the government comes out and says, okay, we're changing Australia Day from January 26th to this other day. And we're not going to yeah. call it Australia Day anymore. We're going to call it, you know, Unity Day or Diversity Day or whatever the fuck. Do they care. fucking dare? We've copyrighted that. Oh, I, I spoken illegal. Yeah, no, they'd love to take our Unity Day away from us. Yeah. Because what government does is, you know, kind of stomp around the world and look at free enterprise like us. Like we're, mm. we are actually pioneers, Greener. They look at what people like us are doing and they go, that's a really good idea. Let's take it. Let's steal take it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they'll never have Eden Gahar's Garden of Eden. They'll never have JD Fortune playing with the Kenosha Kickers. You know, they'll they'll yeah. never have that vibe that we have. So, good luck. Exactly. To them. But you know, let's say the government wants to change the date and let's they want to make it you know, August twenty fifth or some other fucking random day. Okay, great. So, what are you going to do with the people who continue to say Australia twenty uh, January twenty sixth is Australia Day? What's the plan there? And people always say, "What do you mean?" And I say, "Well, are you going to arrest them if they continue to celebrate on Australia Day?" And they go, "Oh no, don't be silly." And I'm like. So how can you stop people from celebrating Australia Day on January 26th unless you make it illegal? Oh, well, you know, it's just offensive. And I'm like, well, what if people don't care if it's offensive? What if they say, you know, I don't care what the government says. I'm going to go out with my Southern Cross tattoo and my my flag as a cape and my bag of lamb chops, Greeno, and I'm going to head out in my Bing Tan singlet and go to the and beach. And my bodies are shorts. Yeah, and, yep. what, and what the fuck are you going to do about it? And it's like... They, they, you Nothing. just get a blank stare. And I'm like, so what? Do, so if that's the case, if you acknowledge that you can't really stop people from celebrating on January 26th, what's the difference? <laughs> you don't have to, right? You're like, yeah. If you don't no, think no, it's no, January 26th, do it, do it any other day you want then. But, you celebrate know. Celebrate another day. Yeah, nice, nice Gary. Nice Gary. End of conversation. End of conversation. I did hear, we, I think we talked about it on the show last year, the, uh, the suggestion to change Australia Day to May 8th. For, Why so, was that so a good? Yeah, I think so that, I, I think I remember thinking that that was actually a good day, like because they actually it had some sense to it at least. Like, no, it had reason, no sense, didn't it? it just because when you say it, it says mate, mate. <laughs> nice, Gary. That makes enough sense to me. That makes enough sense. So if you can change that, then I heard basically conclusive checkmate, if you will, checkmate. for this particular. For yeah. this particular date, turns out also Paddy Cummins' birthday. Is it really? So, so Cummins Cider it's coincides Cider. with Cummins Cider's birthday, nice, mate. Gary. Mate, it's May 8th. Everyone's happy. Looking. But once again, shitty weather. Shitty weather. What what kind of yeah. weather do we have in May? Is that winter or is it? Like uh, not quite winter. It's like late autumn. Mm. And, That's you know, okay. it's still not fun. Footy, footy's going, Greener. We could have a day a of footy. footy for mate. Out- it's outside daylight savings, though. That's not fun. Uh, I, need, I need more sunshine. Gets dark early. No, just start your yeah. mate day early. Start getting on the mate. cans at 5.30 a.m., Greta. 
8 a.m. Mate a.m. Mate a.m. On the cans. With the bintang singlet, the Southern Cross tattoo. All right, the the cape flag and a and a basket of lamb chops ready to go. Yeah, there ready to go. go. Fucking well, fixed fix it, mate. It. Well done. Yeah. Sensational. <laughs> um, we've been off for a few weeks, Damo. We've had a bit of a break, bit of a siesta, uh, for no reason because we haven't earned it. We did fuck all shows last year, but we took a break anyway. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't do many shows, but we did do, in fact, seventy three seasons of the show last year. Hundred <laughs> percent, exactly. Yeah. Um. But I haven't, I haven't done know about you, but I haven't done much on the break. But last week I thought, look, time to get my head back in the game, time to get uh, the new year started and get things kicking. And decided I've got a, I've got this nice little gap where I don't have those annual, you know, those annual bills you get. I don't know if you're a like monthly payer mm. or you're an annual bill payer. I'm personally an annual bill payer because mm. I'm like, well, I'd rather pay that than pay the interest on paying a monthly bill. Yeah, it's a difficult one because, yeah, but... With the yearly bills, I always think, well, I don't want to lay out that much money in one hit, so I'd rather just pay a little bit every month. Yeah, <laughs> you, you pay more because you've got to pay more for the fact that you're paying it. Yeah, but Any- see, with the annual bill pay, you always forget by the time it comes around to the annual bill paying time. It's like, you, oh, wow, mate. I'm sweet. I, you know, I, This is great. I'm keeping the extra 100 bucks in my account every month. This is beautiful. And you get to the end of the year and it's 1200 bucks, and you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't have twelve hundred bucks. I've been no, spending hundred bucks every month. I'm the opposite. I'm more annoyed when I see a hundred dollars every month come out. I'm like, it's fucking bullshit. I need hundred dollars. Uh, see, I'm not like um, I, I sign up to that many fucking subscription things and whatnot every day. I'm like, yeah, shut up many. and take my money. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what's uh, coming out of the account half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why your wife's in charge of the finances. Well, more or less. Except yeah. for that. So- you know, Except for those ones. Every now and then I'll get, for the odd things that I did sign up annually for, like, like I don't know, like a VPN service or something that I signed up a couple yeah. of years for because I wanted to watch a movie on that was only available in America. And I was like, oh, I'll just get this VPN so I can watch this movie for free on the internet. And, you know, I sign up and it's Not like. Really? You have to pay for the VPN, bro. But I get like, I get some, some fucking deal and it'll be like, hey, we're going to give you two years for 12 bucks. How good's that? And I'm like, fucking hell, how good's that? Sign up, shut up and take my money. Take your money. And then, you know, 2024 rolls around and I, I have a bill for 180 bucks US coming out of the account. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? And I end up and looking for the invoice. First years, yeah. yeah, first two years. And now it's like, we're going to charge you, you know, 90 bucks a year. And it's like, fuck, yeah. I don't I haven't even used it other than that first night. <laughs> so now it's a $180 movie. Well, now you I've got it for another. Now I've got yeah. it for another two years. I'm like, I better start watching more movies <laughs> to make the most of this. <laughs> Otherwise, this is just wasted money. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I always forget um, by the time it comes rolling around. It does happen. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, we get a whole bunch of invoices going into our account. Uh, the the block thing. Yeah. I don't know if you're noticing that money disappearing. By the way. Yeah. Do we have invoices going into the block account or coming uh, out of the block account? Well, we don't have a block account, as in the uh, I, I get a I get a, like an invoice every month to oh, go, yeah. hey, this is uh, you are getting charged for this? I'm, like, I'm not getting charged for it. I guess demos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would be another one. Yeah, that's yeah. a monthly. I think it's like twenty bucks a month or something like that. Isn't yeah, it? that's yeah. monthly right there. Yeah, there or thereabouts. Yeah, that's just one of um, many that I have. I have I have a four dollar a month uh, subscription to a an online service where I can post an image and it automatically crops out the background. <laughs> And I, I maybe use it, you know, 20 times a year or something just to, for, for whatever reason. Like I upload the image, crops out the background and I take it. And I, I rationalize it by it's easier than learning Photoshop. <laughs> so four bucks a month, I'll take 
Yeah, that's a good laziness tax, I think, for you know, image tax. creation. Yeah, no, sweet. Yeah. Shut up and take uh, my money. <laughs> so I've, I've had this window. I've got this small little window at the start of the year where there's none of these annual bills, right? Because I'm an annual bill payer because I don't like the monthly bills. It annoys me. I get frustrated by the bills. Yep. So I'm like, I just want to pay them once a year and don't think about them. I'll see you next year. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, look, while I've got this, I've had these bunch of jobs around the house that I've, I had to avoid last year because I had to spend all my money on medical bills. So I'm like, well, this year, mm. all that shit that I planned to do last year, I don't plan on getting sick this year. Oh, that's a good plan. <laughs> that's good planning so, there, kids, if you're out there listening. I don't plan on having multiple operations this year. Plan so, number one, uh, save your money and pay your bills annually. Plan number two, don't get sick. Don't okay. get sick. Yep. So I'm like, if Full I proof. do, I need to have spent this money already. Ah, so you're I broke by the time you need I to need, pay it. Well, not yeah. even that. I just need it done and out of the way. Because mm. if I have to have a surgery, then it's like, well, now I can't afford this. Ah, and that's true. So get all your get all your discretionary spending done early in the year. Out of the way. Yeah, and, and the then you can gone, be like, well, look. I don't I'd, think about it. Yeah, and then get the surgery and be like, you know, tough titties, doctor. I can't afford it. Can't afford <laughs> Too it. bad. I guess you, exactly. I guess you're not making a, you know, that's a funny thing. If you can't afford to get the surgery, then you've got a problem. But if you can't afford to pay the doctor, the doctor's also got a problem because he won't be making a, a yacht payment that month, Greener. Exactly. Yeah. So fuck him. Um, fuck him and his yacht. You go out buy your yeah. yacht, then get sick. Yeah. <laughs> you win. That's not, yeah, not my problem. Yeah. Surgery's done. Too bad, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you can't unrepair it. Yeah. Um, and come in and wash dishes for a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. work it off. Yeah. So I had my little list. I had three things. And Test the drugs. Yeah, me, man. You, I like to I like to make sure that I just get shit done as quickly as humanly possible. So okay. straight away, bang, week one, mm. I'm like, I need these jobs done. Ferrari. So I've got two, yep. two quote requests out, bang, yep. fucking, they're, they're done. I need to know about this one, I need to know about this one. Tell me how much it costs. I think I actually really don't care what the quote comes back with. I'm mm. going to sign up. Mm. Just get it fucking fixed. I just need you to give me a quote first so you don't rock up and go, that's 12,000. I'm like, ah, yeah. fucking bro, that's, that's too much. Yeah. Need no number, but I'm going to get it done regardless. Okay. Then the other one was I needed, I've got, I had all these, like, uh, the land has been sinking in my house. Not Whoa. in my house, but okay. around my house. What? Before before we moved in. It's just, like, residual, like, okay. just residual kind of, like, uh, the, the soil. Yeah, the soil settled. And then because this used to be a rental property, no one gave a fuck. So okay. it's just, it's been something that's been on our mind for a couple of years. And I'm like, you know, when we step off the patio, yeah. it'd be nice if it was, you no know, flat. Instead of like a meter down, that'd yeah. be great. Honey, honey, how, honey, how come we can't see over the back fence anymore? What's a hundred percent? Like we had a thing where I'm like, I can see under the house. Is that? Safe? Am I shrinking or should we be able to see under the sinking? house? Yeah, probably not. Am I? Is there meant to be a hole underneath the driveway? I probably should fix that. Yeah. Um, that's a good place so, to, to sweep shit on the driveway, though. Just sweep all the leaves into the hole. Straight into the hole. That's Nature's what we did. Nature's drain. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. No need for a green bin. Just put it under my driveway. Why don't uh, we embrace um, sinkholes, Greeno? Like, you think about it. If we could come up with some kind of device that would recreate sinkholes, then we would have no yeah. need for on-land garbage dumps anymore, would we? Cool. Just Very chuck cool. it all in the sinkhole. Chuck yeah. the sinkhole. Cover it. You're good. Get to go. a bulldozer. Just scoop it up and push it right in there. Bit of Glen 20 on top, get rid of the odour, you're Fucking good. done, yeah. Throw a, bit, oh, a little bit of AstroTurf over the top of her. She's Happy days. Sweet, yeah. Good to go. That'll show them. Um, so Sickhole went to, uh, realised there's a landscaping place near my joint. Okay. So I rocked up and I had a budget, I had a number in my head. I'm like, I'm willing mm. to pay this much for soil. Ooh, right? Landscaping, landscaping, before, before you get too deep into the story, can I just say, yeah. 
as someone who used to be somewhat like I did a little bit of a stint doing like delivering landscaping supplies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think landscaping is one of those, one of those uh, supplies that people always underestimate just how expensive it is because I, so many times, like I would get someone to sign an invoice. I'm like, I've dumped, you know, a couple of tons of dirt or topsoil or something on their place. Yeah. I'm like, all right, mate, sign here. And they go, what? What is this? How much is this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> price. And they're like, that's fucking bullshit. It's dirt. And I'm like, mate, it's, you know, you you paid for I'm, it. I'm <laughs> working, man. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. Are you going <laughs> to sign this or not? It was, it, was, it was actually surprising to me how many people were like, whoa, how much do you want me to pay for fucking rocks? Yeah. Man, it's just rocks, man. And this was yeah. 20 years ago. I can only imagine it's gotten worse now. Well, here's the story, right? So I get story. there. And, I like stories I, about oh, this the is all story time. So I get there and I go up to the place and I'm like, look, uh, I actually don't know how much I need. Right? Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> his I said, dollar signs I need... roll around in his eyes when you say Yeah, and that's there. fine. So I'm like, I said to the lady, I'm like, look, I need, I need, uh, I've got this much and by this much, by this much, I need that much. And she's like, look, I can half of this will do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I said, give me double that. Just, just to be safe. Just to be safe, give me double that. This is on Friday afternoon, okay? Oh. So I rock up. No, it's a Friday lunchtime. I rock up. It's and a I rookie go, move right there, folks. Give me, give me, no, no, trust me. Give, hear the story. Yeah. Give me double that. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I need I'm like, if I've got other spots I might need, we'll be sweet. Yeah, because you so don't understand. Like, my house is sinking. So I actually need exactly. twice of what you're willing to give me. I, I don't need to just cover the area. I need volume yeah. as well. Exactly. Got to pack it so in. I so the lady's like, all right, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, double that, and can you get it delivered? She's like, yep, sweet. So I'm like, uh, how much is it? And I had a number in my head. The number, <laughs> the number she gave me yeah, was the... one-fifth of what I thought I was going to have to pay. Oh, really? It was the opposite. So, so I'm like, how much? And she's like, X amount. I'm like, is that it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, fucking yes, sign me up. You I'm like, can I get that delivered? Double it and again. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. So, so go home, all good, happy days. The the stuff gets delivered, gets to my front, seems like a fair bit. I spent Friday, last Friday afternoon spreading it where I thought I needed to spread it. Mm. Nowhere near enough. Uh... So the lady's like, oh, like you're only going to need this much. And I'm like, turns out I needed a fair bit more. Right. So go back on the Saturday morning. Yeah. And I said, look, I was here yesterday. And I don't know how much the lady fucking told me to get. She said this term, and they're like, huh? And I'm like, it a cost this much money. meter or something like that? Yeah. yeah. She's like, I said, I, I said, it cost me this much money of this particular product. How much is that? And she's like, oh, that's this much. I'm like, I need four times that. She's like, what? That's <laughs> like, I need four times that. She's Are like, you starting a hobby farm? <laughs> she's like, that's that's a lot of soil, sir. And I'm like, she's like, you must have a big place. I'm like, yeah, I've got a big place. Yeah, it's Fucking, sinking. Yeah, It's sinking. I, I need a lot. And she's like. But that's like, you realize you're only meant to put like X amount on. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. I'm going to fucking be back here. Trust me. I need that much. Okay. Then it got delivered. And I'm like, that's a fucking lot of song. <laughs> <laughs> you're just standing there with you. There's, I reckon there's no, pardon the pun, no more sinking feeling than yeah. having a big pile of fucking dirt show up in a truck. So yeah. it was loaded by an excavator or a bulldozer yep. that bulldozer, picks it up yeah. and throws it in the back of the truck. Then, yeah. it, then it arrives in the truck and the truck dumps it. You can put a tarp down or something. They go, yeah, where do you want it, mate? And you yeah. put a little tarp down for yourself or something and go, yeah, just on top of that, mate. She'll be right. Or a bit of drop yeah. drop sheet or something. 
<laughs> and then there's when the truck drives away, that is the worst feeling in the world, standing there with your fucking shovel <laughs> and just a big pile of dirt. That has to move. Like there's yep. once the dirt is on the driveway, there's no there's no, kind no of option procrastinating. But Yep. You have to action this this now, item right now, otherwise this pile of dirt is going to be here forever. To, to answer, to <laughs> answer just become your, an ant's nest. <laughs> to answer your question yeah. of how much soil I end up purchasing yeah. over that two day span, mm. one ton of soil. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah tons right. not that much. Uh, it was Only a, fair a little bit. little truck, little one tonner can drop a ton off. A Ute could do well, that. Well, a ton. It was one ton. Yeah, yeah. one ton. There you go. Um, it was a fair bit. But yeah. the thing is, I don't own a wheelbarrow. Oh. So, so I had to Buckets. shift. I had to shift one ton of soil in one day. By shovel only. By shovel and a bucket. Oh man. So you so by <laughs> See, I'd be out I'd be out buying a fucking wheelbarrow first well, thing in the morning. Like we're not I, doing I'm this. Spa- I'm space conscious and I'm like, look, it means that I have to do the gym today. This works out okay. No, that's so not, that's not okay, man. That's not okay. <laughs> so so I end up work. I worked it out. I end up doing fifteen kilometers of walking in my backyard <laughs> whilst up. carrying about a twenty kilo bucket <laughs> over and over and over and over the entire time, over and over. And, over. and you're right about the whole like once it's on there, it's got to move. The wife was like, "You look like you're about to pass out." I'm like, "I'm not leaving till that soil is off our front yard I, and the pile has disappeared." I guess the positive to this story is if you ever happen to be doing safari in Africa at one point in your during your mm-hmm. retirement, and you see some African ladies bitching about the fact that they had to walk 15 kilometers with a bucket of water to get back to the village, yeah. it's like, "Well, look, I've got a fucking story for you." I, got a story I, for you. I did it for dirt. <laughs> check out, check out the block on twelfth of the first. Yeah. Good episode. I carried, <laughs> I carried dirt around in a bucket for fifteen kilometers. You live in dirt, you know. Yeah. You've got it's dirt up. everywhere. It's an upgrade. Yeah, uh, could eat the dirt. <laughs> so the the lady, uh, the lady at the counter said, "Got it all done. I got it finished by the end of the day, and it was all happy days." Yeah. Exhausted by the end of it, but I, could, I physically couldn't move. So sore, like almost felt the need to pay for a massage. Mm. Like my back was just fucked, like completely yeah. destroyed. I knew, you got a bad back. Yeah. This was just like not as bad as what you experienced in any way, shape, or form, because yours was more like nerves and yeah. like bones and shit. Yeah. This was just fucking like muscles collapsing on site. Onto the bones, yeah. no fucking good. I also know that feeling. Um, it's a little different to, like you said, the spine pressing against the spinal cord and yeah, sharp yeah, your, stabbing your pains. But yeah, billion times worse than what I was experiencing. But it's and still no, it's move. still it's still it's still that muscle pain is really hard to get rid of because. It's only when you have a bad back that you realize how much you actually use it. <laughs> your back is basically everything. Like if you, that's why, 100%. I guess that's why, you know, if you hurt your spine, you can't fucking walk. Like, so yeah. just doing everything, you, you need back muscles. You need, you know, exactly. something holding you up. And yeah, at that kind of muscle pain, man, 15, how many hours did this take, by the way? Ah, uh, it was nine hours of uh, nonstop. I stopped for like little gross. three. <laughs> I stopped for like three minute little breaks. Yeah, to have, just to like have a, a little feed water, or a bit of water. A little yeah. water. I quickly checked the cricket score and yeah. then would like, all right, back to it. Like, because my theory is the longer break I take, the longer it's going to take me. So I don't like taking breaks. I'm like, let's just yeah. fucking get this done. And I'll die at the end. It's also harder to restart after a long break as well. Oh, that's what happened. I had to stop for like actual, like my, I need to have food at some point. Mm. So I stopped for about 20 minutes to have a sandwich and that. Mm. And I, I was like, 
to get back up off my seat. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. I just need to go. I need to get to the finish line here. We're yeah. good to go. And so suddenly, suddenly your New Year's resolution of avoiding surgery in the future takes a diminishing return, Greeno, from on day explain, one. Yeah. That may explain this lump on my chest. <laughs> nice, Gary. I don't know what that was. I've been poking that all week. <laughs> <laughs> not another hernia. So... <laughs> So, Greeno, how are you recovering from your hernia surgery? Yeah, good doc. I spent all day, I spent nine hours on Sunday walking around 15 kilometers carrying buckets of dirt. You fucking did what? Let me book you into the hospital right now. Okay. <laughs> double. Yeah. My word. You're right. I think you put that. I'm like, that was pretty fucking stupid. That was really respect. stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got it done, though. Got it done. Yeah. <laughs> At what cost? Oh, At least so, you spent the hospital money on dirt, Greeno. Exactly. <laughs> so, nice, Gary. Thinking out or otherwise. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My takeaway from the first part of it was, one, I understand why all landscapers are tanned and jacked. Yeah, they are tanned and jacked. Because fucking I was pretty tanned afterwards, but I was wearing a hat. I was trying to be sun smart, mm. which means I now had tan lines around where my hat goes, which is a bit uh, awkward. Yeah. Did you get that white uh, sweat band on the hat as well? The one that soaks yeah. right through to the front? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But then, uh, I was wearing my like work hat, so it's all good. Okay. Um, second thing I learned is any money that a landscaper charges you, Just worth every cent. Pay it. Yeah. Shut Just up and pay, pay it. it. Yeah. Like that one day, like I like doing things the first time myself. Mm. Like I built a shed. It took me three weeks and I was in agony after it. Mm. And it was just a fucking nightmare. Mm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm glad I did that. Mm. But I'm never doing that again. <laughs> well, to be Similar fair, to, this. to be fair, <laughs> that, that job probably would have taken a landscaper about an hour. Because oh, granted, they, they, they wouldn't have done it with a fucking bucket and shovel, mate. <laughs> okay. One guy with a bucket shows up. Imagine if, you, imagine if you hired a landscaping company. Can you take care of this for me? Yeah. And one fella rocks up with a bucket and a shovel. Literally, my neighbours, i got new neighbours across the road, yeah. and they were looking going, is this like, – I saw them come out. This guy for they had, real? Yeah. They, had friend, they had friends come over. They saw me fucking like shoveling, putting a bucket, walk in the back. When the friends arrived, they spent all day together hanging. Yeah. They the came out, yeah. they looked, and they're like, this fucker is still going yeah. and laughing at me. I can see them. And they're like, my word, this guy, he's earned his beer at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Bucket and shovel to move one ton of dirt. One ton of soil. You're a, you're a sick <laughs> fucking man, right? I don't like being beaten. I don't like being beaten. Uh, but wow. the lady, and, and speaking of that, the lady at the soil place was like, that's too much. You can only put, like, one centimetre of soil, mm. otherwise the grass is going to fucking die. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I hear, I hear. And then I proceeded to put like eight centimetres of soil above <laughs> where the grass was. Hoping, hoping to kill it so I never have to soil it again. Just soil it again. However, yeah. it then became a mission. Because mm. I'm like, well, fucking, what does that lady know? I know she works at a landscaping place. <laughs> what was she know about what this Nice, Okay. So the wife has already yelled at me the night she didn't, before. She didn't know how much I know I needed, so clearly she yeah. doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, does she? <laughs> so the wife has already yelled at me the night before and said, look, you're a fucking idiot. Like, That's it's going to kill all your grass. Yeah. That's too much. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, trust me. I've got this. Like, I'm all over it. So it's been now my mission for this week to ensure <laughs> that the, the, gra the grass is spurting through the dirt that I've just spent all day thing. Okay. So I have literally this week been watching grass grow. <laughs> I shit you not. I've been out there every morning 
going, there's a little seedling. There's a little thing sprouting through. There's a little, there's a fucking other one. I've been out there, I've been out there watering dirt, sir. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's I, been my passion. And, and, and good news. Yeah. Twenty-five percent already broken through. There you go. Nice, nice Gary. I thought you were leaning towards some kind of money saving scheme here. I'll buy this is a, a money saving scheme. I'll buy a ton of dirt to cover the grass so it kills the grass and then turns yep. into dirt and I'll never have to pay for dirt ever again. Yep. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> this one was a money saving scheme in the essence of like the option because I said to the lady, I'm like, I said, oh, if I don't put soil down, what can I do? She's like, you can buy new toilet, new, new grass to go on top of the existing. Mm. Like, how much does that cost? And it was twelve times what the yeah. soil was. Yeah, it's like, fucking I'll cheap. Sit there, I'll sit there and fucking water the dirt. I'll get this grass <laughs> to go through. Trust me. I'll get out there with good. a rake and spread it around when I have to. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm watering dirt three times a day just to prove my point. <laughs> I'm turning it into mud. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic. Nice story. Yeah, yeah. Well I like stories about pinatas. Had another little story, if I can, very quickly. It's Please. a quick one. Yeah. I like stories about pinatas. We are, look, let's be honest, me and you, we're, we're not people that like to take advice. Would I be correct in saying that? Um, we, we generally like to solve our own problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ta- no, that's not true for me. I take plenty of advice. My problem is I don't generally... Uh, listen to it. Listen to it. That's I'm, my point. I'm yeah. open to. I'm open to advice. No, yeah, no, tell, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think, and then I'll sit back and I'll contemplate and go. Mm, I like my idea better. <laughs> no, that's that's kind of my point. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of where I was going. Like, I'll yeah. listen to advice too, but yeah. ultimately, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna do this. Instead. I'm just gonna do it my way. But thanks. I appreciate so, the thoughts, though. That's good. Yeah. So, so I was at the point where I was like, okay, sweet, money-wise, we're all good. This is we're in a nice little position here. I've already paid for the fucking way too much soil than I thought I was gonna get. Yeah. We've already moved it. We've already blown Wake the hospital up. budget. We're good. Already blown the hospital budgets. We're all good. We got quotes out for another two things. Once again, those two fuckers haven't called me back, by the way. No one can take my money. Mm. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I'm trying to give people my money. No one's taking it. Um get up in the morning, turn on my coffee machine. Doesn't work. Oh. Oh. This wasn't in Greeno's brain. This wasn't part of the budget. No. What do you mean the coffee machine's broken? I'm like, all right, maybe it's just the power board. What I'll do is I'll fucking, I'll fucking fix power board. What I'll do is I'll put something else in the power board, make sure that works. Maybe the board's wrong. Maybe the, the PowerPoint, I'll check the, the circuit breaker or all that. Mm-hmm. No, everything's sweet. I'm like, fuck me. The, the coffee, coffee machine's, machine's broken. Fucked. No. It's broken. Fuck me. This is brand unreal. new, brand new whiz bang coffee machine, is it not? Six months old, but still inside warranty, which is fine. It was just like, well, now I've got to take it back and get it. Like replaced. Now I've got to have fucking Nescafe. I've had to have my first fucking like uh, instant coffee (laughs) in nine years the other day. Oh, God, how was it? It was was, was all right. Actually, like I like really good coffee, but I'm not a coffee snob, Uh, if if it makes sense. Like I like like a really good coffee, and that's why I bought a coffee machine. Mm. But if someone goes, here's an instant coffee, like we back in the day, we used to drink. Yeah. We used to drink instant coffee like nine cups a day. Yeah, of I'm gonna course. fire up, and yeah. be out all night. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I just I prefer this. I was so, a night shift worker. Instant for me, fancy coffee was Seven Eleven, Karina. You know, hundred percent. If I went to the truck yard or something at two a.m. Yeah. and they didn't, oh, where's the fucking Macona, mate? <laughs> you know, this yeah. is bullshit. I'm gonna have to get one of those one dollar cups from Seven Eleven. And the like, fancy coffee fancy. for me yeah. was the little machine at Panthers at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. You could press a little button and it was like, it basically just filtered instant coffee. Yeah. That's but it's, 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 it's same fancy. Filtered all the uh, taste out of it. That's good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking fancy. Yeah, this is so hot, instant hot, coffee. Hot dirt water. This is beautiful <laughs> but, stuff. Yeah. 
kept me awake for another couple of hours to get the boys home. That's mm-hmm. all that mattered. Exactly. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, fucking, this is a pain in the ass. And I'm like, look, before I take this machine back, I feel like I've tried everything. We're going to do what you need to do. You can, you know, Google this machine. This is not, this is happening. What's the solution? Yeah. Just to be safe. Fix right? it before I, t- before I take it back. Call the, call the girl who works at the landscaping place and see what she I could have called her. Yeah. And she, what does she know? Fucking, I've, I've already gotten grass sprouting through. She said it was going to all die. Yeah. No idea. No. Um, so I'm like, oh, I Google it. And literally there's one suggestion. That was it. Check that the plug is fully in. <laughs> no, I'm like, way. that is all you have for my advice, Deloney? <laughs> Check that the plug is fully in. Are you fucking kidding me? Was this that the official the, like manufacturer? That was the official manufacturer website. Oh, the machine wow. does not turn on. What do you recommend? I thought maybe it was like a default. Maybe the water would have overflowed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like hold this issue. button and this button to reset yeah. the fucking mechanism. Reset it. Shit. Yeah, maybe this is empty. You need to check this. Except yeah. No, no, no. The only thing, make sure the plug is all the way in. I'm like, you f- this is fucking... Because I was going to a- say, there is a whole like industry out there of fake fix-it guides. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've noticed this. It's a little story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. But like, you know, little things like how do I get this program to work? And I think they all come out of like China or India or something. And basically yeah. what they, it's just bullshit advice. And it's like <laughs> that, you know, like you Google, how can I get my coffee machine to work? And it'll be like, yeah. you know, help, helpfulguides.india.com, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you'll go and it's just all ads. It's all pop-ups. Yeah. And you, you're like, okay, where's the advice? You got to scroll like three quarters of the way down the page and it'll be something like that. You know, coffee machines are great, great uh, gift ideas for friends and family. Check this link for 15% off on your next coffee machine. Now, if you are having trouble with your coffee machine and not getting your morning burst like you expect every day, there are some helpful tips and tricks that you can use in this very guide. Also, if you're interested in guides, go to this website. Now, the coffee machine, make sure it's plugged all the way in. This is very important. Thank you for reading this guide. And you get to the end of it and like, what the fuck did I get out of this? What was that? This isn't helpful at all. Fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) But this is is different. This is actually DeLonghi. This this was DeLonghi's fucking official website. The machines are turning on. Check that it's plugged in. I'm like, fucking, you're wasting my time here. You fucking idiots. Don't waste my time with this shit. Went to the coffee machine. Turns out, cord wasn't plugged all the way in. <laughs> a lot stories about pinatas. Oh, my God. You know, you shit. dick. I'm like, what the f- Oh, my God. And I fucking, so I went back. This I must my, be like, such a common problem then. I went to, I went to, I went to my team meeting afterwards. Like, how's everyone's uh, day off? And I'm like, here's a quick, uh, so I did a story time in my team meeting. Oh, okay. Trying like, out the material on someone else. I was trying out the team. And I'm like, this is what happened. Yeah. Check out this fucking idiot. I'm, I'm apparently in charge of you guys. Mm. <laughs> now, I've got, a, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Now, from a product quality standpoint, if I'm like an engineer and a product designer at DeLonghi and I discover yeah. that there is an overwhelming amount of people who are calling our helpline saying, my coffee no. machine is not working. Not turn ah. And we discover that it's simply because the plug is not plugged all the way in. Could you, would you at any time, you know, internalize this that? feedback and say to yourself, now, is there something that we can do different with the plug? <laughs> because yeah. other products don't have this problem, right? Yeah. 
It's a crazy notion. Remember the old school where the plug in the back of the machine mm. was just attached to the machine yeah. instead of being inside a plug? Yes. That would have resolved this situation. Yeah. Because what happened, because yeah. I realized in retrospect, I'm like, well, how the fuck did this happen? I realized what happened because the, uh, the water function that you fill up in the back mm. is right where the cord is. Oh, that's a good idea. So, yeah. Let's so put I've, the water tank right water next right to the electricity. The that's a good idea. Good stuff, Delonghi. So, so you kind of what you're doing is you're kind of you're putting the water thing in blind, and you're just feeling so, around. So we're feeling beer. around with an electrical plug next to the water supply. <laughs> exactly. Now, Delonghi's engineering department needs to yeah. have a good, long, hard look at themselves. Greeno, this yeah. is this is more troubling than first we first knew about. Obviously, it's exactly. not just a loose plug. It's loose because you have to feel your way around the water tank when you're putting it in. <laughs> the water tank when you're putting it back in. It's it's Jesus. very much like. It's very much like a teenager. How much did you pay for this fucking suicide machine, Greeno? More than the soil, sir. More than the soil. More than the soil. Uh, (laughs) Good news is my coffee machine's fixed. Would have been very embarrassed if I rocked up to the place that I bought it from with, hey, this is fucking broken. I want my money back. And turns out I just hadn't had the plug in properly. Yeah. Well, well, Uh, got it sorted in the end. That's amazing. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, since it is a new season and a new year, and, you know, there's new adventures ahead, 
In 2024, Greeno, of course, you'll know this because you've recently got involved in politics, that the presidential election is coming up, Greeno, in 2024. And it's a big, interesting time, a lot of fun, Greeno. It's not as fun as it used to be back in 2016, around that time, but it's fun for different reasons. It's like a bit of a circus, to be fair, sir. Well, yeah, I I wouldn't say it's a bit of a circus now. I'd say it's more of a circus now. Yeah. Uh, You've got Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Stutner and Joe shitting himself and doing God knows what, (laughs) you know, barely knows he's alive half the time. And you've got Trump kind of throwing grenades in from the sidelines to get back in the, get back in the ring again. And uh, you've got your mate, the Indian fella, Greeno. Uh, what was his name? Shavas Sastri or Ravi Rastri or uh, Vivek something or other, wasn't it? Vivek, Vivek something or other. Yeah, that sounds yeah. something or other. Stri, uh, he's going yeah. great. Guys, Gary. And you sent this through uh, the other day, Greeno, to the show, which I thought was very nice uh, by Royce Lopez of RTC. Uh, new election shirt, Trump or I don't know that Indian guy, twenty twenty four. Like support. I think that's once perfect. again. It's fucking, that's 100% pervy because yeah. it sums up why politics is just fucking broken has been forever because yeah. it's fucking like we pick a team and we cheer for the team. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You're wrong. Like, just fucking do better. Jim like, Edward in everyone. the chat, I don't know, that Indian guy. <laughs> no, no, that Indian guy. That should be his slogan. Vote for, yeah. I don't know, that Indian guy. That Indian, or that Indian guy. Yeah. 100%. Fuck like, vote for that Indian guy because he seems like a bit of a loose cannon, but in a good way. Yeah, good loose like cannon. Him. A firm loose cannon, Greener. A firm loose cannon. Yeah, very uh, very impressed with his work. But once again, like there's no... The loose cannons in Australia are a little bit different to the loose cannons in America. We could. Uh, I wish we could Americanise our politics just a touch, just a smidgen. I'd like to see a bit more enthusiasm, Greener. I'd like to see a yeah. bit more of a loose cannon run. Uh, most of them are pussies here, you know? That's me. Like the, our loose cannons are the people that are literally just batshit crazy. Don't give a fuck, yeah. Yeah, not, no, not in a good way. Like, yeah, I need someone who's just like, well, this is all fucking, like, what we do on our show. Yeah. Like, this is all very stupid. Yes. Like, what, what we are currently doing here, let's fix it. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, let's, let's be better. Mm. What can we do? Yeah. Um, no one does that because everyone's, you know, a little bit of a. Well, it's just all about, you know. It's the system, isn't it? You want to make a little change. Like, I, I was thinking about the vape ban. That they're bringing in next year. Green. They're bringing a vape ban? What's oh. going on there? Oh, fuck the fuck. I'm trying to get people on the vapes out of, off the. Nah, because Siggy's, there's more tax in the Siggy, right? There's definitely more tax in the Siggy's. It's a, juicy, saw, it's a juicy little as, situation because. As a, as a former smoker, yeah. I saw recently, like, because oh, I don't really pay much attention, obviously, anymore. I haven't bought a pack of smokes in fucking 12 years. Mm. But I saw as someone was packing the shelf at my local convenience store the other day. Mm. I'm like, is that how much the fucking cigarettes cost? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More than and dirt. Definitely ex- more than dirt. Uh, like, I could have bought three tons of dirt for what I used to smoke in a week. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> the price. Like, I could grow my own tobacco for cheaper than that. I 100% yep. guarantee it. Yep. I was like, look, I'm, I'm glad I quit when I did because I can't afford that shit. Yeah. I stopped smoking tailor-made cigarettes a long time ago. I was Ooh. I was buying tobacco the on my own. Yeah. Um, for maybe, I don't know, 10 years or so. But mm-hmm. when I stopped smoking TaylorMades, you know, 10 years ago, they were $50 a packet. So I can only imagine what they are now. It must be something grotesque. 
Um, yeah, I think uh, well for no for twenty a twenty pack. I 20 saw pack 50, would probably be was, about thirty bucks. Fifty dollars for twenty. It was fifty smokes. bucks? Yeah. So I used to be a thirty pack. Oh, I used to be a thirty pack a day. Yeah, Peter man. Jackson, I remember. But yeah, P, PJ's thirty pack. Yeah. And PJ, I used to was buy it PJ cut. Blues? Was that yours? PJ Blues, yeah, yeah eight milligram. And you go, I just I just get a carton a week, and there's a week. It was like ten packs. You were a Come PJ. Back, it was funny. All of our group of friends, we all had different cigarettes. So I was a Winnie Red. Mm-hmm. Um, or a Winnie Blues, which is a very, which is like a rough smoke. The Winnie Reds. Well, they, Winnie like Blues, Winnie Blue, Winfield Blues are considered like the Westy smoke, like the. That were twelves, weren't they? They're like Winnie, yeah, they're twelves. Yeah, they're like the they're like the VB of VB of cigarettes. Yeah. Whereas the Winnie Red is like the fucking Reshes <laughs> Reshes Real yeah. cigarette. Like it's even rougher than the. the you'd have the, you'd have one Winnie Winnie Red for one of my like yeah. sorry. One Rooney Red for about five of my PJ Blues. That's right. So basically it broke down like this. The the younger, the kind of nightclub crowd, they would smoke Winnie Golds, which were eight milligrams. No, they, they, were, they were two milligrams. No, no. When, trust me, Winnie Golds were eight. Uh, I think the Ooh. two milligrams were silvers, um, but I never really oh, saw yeah, two milligrams. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Winnie Golds, definitely eight milligrams. So that would be like your nightclubbers with your, um, you know, your glow sticks and that that kind of crowd, the Ecky crowd would take, you know, smoke yeah. Winnie Golds. Here we then, go. So we got Winnie, Winnie Red, 16 mil. 16 mil. Uh, 16 milligram. So, Winnie Blue, 12 milligram. You're right. Winnie Gold, 8 milligram. I apologize. Here's a story book. Yep. Here's a Winnie... story book. Yeah. Should know these things. No, I, I forgot. I thought oh, it was I, I realized. No, I realized I was confusing it with Winnie Whites. Winnie Whites. Yeah, right. Which is the one milligram. Yeah. Then you had the Winnie, no Winnie Gray. When people were trying to quit, yeah. remember people would go down to the Winnie Grays, which were with four milligram. Four. So that's what so I was, was thinking like, of silver. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, look, I'm giving up. I've cut back to Winnie Grays yeah. at four milligram. Winnie Grays. Why even bother? What's the yeah, point? Exactly. And then people would rock up with Winnie Whites, and they were your show pony, fake smoker crowd at yeah. the the nightclub. But you're like. Winnie Whites or menthols. If you can rock up with a menthol, go fuck yourself. Walk oh, away. Oh, God. Menthols are awful. Don't even pretend. Yeah. So, um, no, Winnie Golds are definitely like the ecky crowd at the nightclubs. Winnie Blues were like your your blue-collar worker types, you know, your, yeah. your guys who work in landscaping greener. They'd smoke Winnie yeah. Blues. Winnie Reds were like the granddad smoke, right? Yeah. It was no, it was the 60, Yeah, that's right. It was the 65-year-old guy with a face made out of leather. Yeah. Who, who looks 90 at the pub, he would smoke yeah. Winnie Reds. And that was the smoke that I smoked when I was young. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so there you go, Winnie Reds, yeah. And they were, I think I actually started Winnie Reds, a little story time for I you. I like stories about pinatas. I think Winnie Reds became my smoke because my first regular supply of Winnie Reds was uh, when I was sleeping over at your house and we'd steal them from your dad's pack. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, when your dad was smoking, I would I would nick a couple of his fags when they went to bed. No, no, when he reads, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, because he used to. Uh, yeah, when he smoked, he's like, "We're not fucking around here. If we're going to do it, we're doing it properly." Hi, hi, so big we, fella. By the way, thanks for listening. Nah, <laughs> Just so you know. It was, it was Winnie Reds. Winnie, Winnie Reds. Reds in the in the thing. And then once he used again, to hide them on top of the fridge, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll go to the fridge, but it's it's no good when, when, when your son's best mate yeah. is six foot four yeah. at like twelve years of age. It doesn't help. When you when you when your son's best mate at twelve is six foot and can easily reach up on top of the freezer, yeah. then that's a, not a foolproof plan for hiding <laughs> cigarettes, is it? <laughs> but yeah, Winnie Reds, that's that's what he used to smoke. And then he, he cut down to Winnie I think he cut down to Winnie Blues when he was trying to quit. Yeah. 
Uh, once again, it was always a wean down. Like, oh, we'll just cut down the milligrams. Didn't work. Still fucking cigarettes. So. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what worked yeah. for me is I, um, I, I gave up, oh, God, four months ago now, something like that. Yeah, there were thereabouts, yeah. But I switched to just, I committed to just doing vapes. That's like, I'm, right, I'm just going to do vapes. And I brought in some nicotine before the nicotine ban. I imported some and I just add it to like the flavored juice that you can buy. So they banned the importation of nicotine. So you can no longer do that anymore. You have to get a script. You have to, you have to go and sit in front of, you have to go and sit in front of some fucking pretentious doctor and explain to them how you're trying to quit. This is how demeaning this fucking stupid country (laughs) is sometimes. Just make it illegal then. It's none of your fucking fucking business if I want it or not, honestly. (laughs) It's really not. I, I didn't ask you to protect me from anything, so go fuck yourself if I want to have nicotine. By the way, nicotine's not really that bad for you. It's all the tar and chemicals, the chemicals and shit. shit that they put in cigarettes. That's what fucks you up. Nicotine, yeah. uh, you know, in isolation is really not that bad. It's a mild sedative and nothing more. So anyway, if I want it, fuck you. Who are you to stop me? But so they ban that. And I'm like, well, I, I ordered some, you know, I've got a, probably another year's supply here, you know, that, that yeah. was that was the most that you could get at any time, I think. So, you know, it, I don't use that much. I use fuck all. So it lasts a long time. And I'll put that in the fridge. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll think about, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Maybe a new government will come in and they'll unban it. Like that's just <laughs> as likely, right? That's optimistic. Yeah, that's true. Because we once we ban things in this country, they tend to stay banned. I, yeah. We ban more shit in this country than the most fundamentalist. You know, we we turn it. We it's funny. Our media will criticize, uh, you know, fundamentalist Islam over, you know, in the you know Saudi Arabia, and they're like, "Can you believe they don't let women drive cars?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but they let them smoke wherever the fuck they want." Yeah, if if we can trade that, I'll I'll be like, "Sorry, ladies, got to hand your license in, and now I'm going to puff away." <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Now there's half the traffic on the road, and I can smoke in the middle of the hospital. Like, what a fucking! It sounds like Wonderland over there, doesn't it? Yeah. By comparison, so yes. they banned the nicotine, so I could no longer bring that in, and I'm like, "Well, at least I've still got my little supply here, and I can just add it to the flavored juices." And then the latest cocksucker politician comes out trying to make a big name for himself and says, you know what, we're going to ban all that too. We're going to ban the flavoured juices because, because Greeno, it's making the children take up smoking. No, children have been smoking something or anything since the dawn of fucking time, you halfwit. I'll find a way. Vape juice is not convincing more children to smoke, okay? Because they're going to buy the vape, they're going to go buy the thing, they're going to buy the nicotine, they're going to buy the juice. It's yeah. a lot of fucking effort. So, they're going to smoke anyway. Here's the beautiful, like, here's the delicious part about all this. This is the best part. One of this guy's longtime professional acquaintances, dare I say, friends, Greeno, the new rules that are coming in is you will only be allowed to buy nicotine. You'll get this. You'll only be allowed to buy nicotine vapes from a pharmacy, right? And you'll have to have some kind of script or something for it. Now, they are only going to let one company sell this nicotine vape stuff from a pharmacy. They're banning all flavors. So you can't even have like, you know, that's part of the fun of it for like a guy like me. It's like, well, tobacco, yeah, okay. I mostly, see, I mostly vape tobacco type flavors, but you can get like something that tastes like Coca-Cola or Apple or something. It's a little bit different. It's like, yeah, whatever. That's fun. Uh, So they're banning all the flavors. We're only going to let you have tobacco flavored vapes and you'll only be able to get it from a pharmacy. And the only company that makes this stuff 
Guess whose longtime professional acquaintance slash friend, Greeno, of this politician, guess which company he happens to help run. Can you imagine? Can, can you take a wild guess at what company this guy works for? Uh, no idea. It's the vape company. Oh, Yay. Hey. So the politician who announces that we're banning all vapes except for this one kind of vape that you'll only be able to get from a pharmacy with a script. There's only one company that makes this kind of vapes. By the way, he's my bro. He runs this company. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. This place, this country is a fucking joke. There's a lot of good things about Australia, but there's also, and I've said it for so many years since we're talking about politics, our greatest kind of, our greatest cultural thing that we have going for us is also our most, it's it's also the worst thing we have going for us. And that's the fact that we're so laid back here. Yeah. We are so laid back that makes us really easy to get along with and everyone's friendly most of the time. And hey, you know, what are you going to do? No one, it's not a lot of stress and outrage that you see in other parts of the world, not to the same extent. But it also means that the politicians can just fuck you blind <laughs> and they will continue screwing you over and over and over again. And you'll never do anything enough to an Australian population to get them angry enough to do anything about it. Cause we'll all just go, ah, oh, well, what are you going to do? You know, uh, well, it's too, when, too uh... fucking hot to protest today. <laughs> I'm just going to go no, out no, with no. my bintang singlet and my lamb chops. We, we and... found, we, we did find something during the pandemic. Where they were trying to limit the amount of cases of beer you could purchase. That's, that's, yeah, it's a very good point. That's oh, no, I think you're trying to go like, oh, 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 oh. no, no. Not having it. Not having that, mate. And, and they pulled back from that very quickly. Like, look, two, two rolls of toilet paper is fine. However, like, yeah. as many cases as you want, yeah. go nuts. I can't leave the house. I need three cases of beer a day, minimum. Ah, exactly. To get through this. You, we need a backlog of six cases. You do bring up a good point. I do rem- seem to remember that there were near riots at Bathurst. If you're not aware of what that is, the Bathurst 1000, it's a motor race here, a very famous motor race, a bit like the, uh, what's the uh, NASCAR equivalent, Greeno? The, uh, Daytona 500. Yeah, it would be like that. Yeah, a bit like the Daytona 500. So that's kind of our version of it at Mount Panorama in a, in a little town called Bathurst. And about 20 years ago, they brought in a rule that you're only allowed to bring in one case of beer per person per day, and they nearly fucking torched the place. They nearly burn it yeah. down. <laughs> and when we say case, that, that is uh, 24, 24 beers. 24, 24 like, full bottles, beers, yeah. Full bottles of beer per person. Per day. Per day. Yeah. So you rock up, like you bring three people that don't drink. Yeah. That's fine. They can bring a slab in each. Yeah. Now, now, what happens though, right? Because yeah. the ingenuity of Australians never ceases to amaze me. What happens is, and I know this for a fact, people who have campsites booked for the race, because you, you book campsites and you take your little tent up or your camper van or whatever and you, you book your site and you watch kind of, because it's like a 6.2 kilometer track, you watch it from a campsite, right? You know, there's no, there's like only one or two like little stadium areas, but everyone else is basically just on the side of the road watching it. So people go up during the year and bury cases of beer. (laughs) In advance. In advance and then dig them up (laughs) on race day so they can have more than one case per person per day. Which which sounds fucking ridiculous. If you scale scale it back, like let's just just be logical here, right? Like I'm like, I, I can put them away, but I'm not, I'm not a heavy, I wouldn't say like, there's, look at that dude, he's fucking just gutting beers, right? Yeah. I can put away two per hour. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like and and pretty comfortably, like probably three in the first hour, and then two every hour after that. Mm. And that's and I'm still in like in a pretty good mood. I'm not fucking falling over drunk. I'm just going, like, yeah, we're having a good day. I can now, I can definitely like my cruising speed could easily be you know two or three an hour. That's that's a canter. I'm exactly. not as young as I used to be, but if I if I was in the right mood, I could no problem polish off a beer every five to ten minutes and do that for a few hours. Like I, I could get through most of a case in an afternoon, no problem, and still walk exactly. out of there fine. And once again, know. we're just logic testing here. So yeah. Bathurst, the, the site opens at 6 a.m. Yep, 6 a.m. It, yeah. it closes at like 7 p.m. Yep. So we're talking a 13-hour day. Yep. Two drinks a day. But they're yeah. in there all night. They're camping there. so And they're camping all night and get a beers afterwards. Yep. You're only sleeping about six hours. So realistically, yeah. like it seems like that's a fucking lot of beer. It's not over really. Over the course of a day, yeah. it's actually like two two drinks per hour yep. over the fuck course all. of a day. That's fuck all. We probably need two cases. Yeah. I think per what you need to do. Yeah, I think what you need to do is if you want to get. See, most people, I think, get tanked up the night before the race. Yeah. And they tend to wake up because the race starts at, what, 11 o'clock or something? Or 11 o'clock, but, yeah, everything kind of kicks off. So they tend to sleep seven. in. Yeah, but they tend mm. to sleep in on race day and kind of wake up hungover for the race. Yeah. They mostly party on the Saturday before. I think what you would need to do, if you wanted to get blasted for the race, you'd need to take your one case in, but then, like, really take it easy. The other option is, of course, sneaking in vodka in bottles of Coke and stuff. Which that is works. Def- no, we're not. Oh, you do that option. in bottles of water. Not yeah. Coke, but well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in watermelons, Greeny. You inject the vodka in the watermelon. That old chestnut. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got some comments in the chat, Greeno. Fifty bucks for a pack. That's insane. They're twenty bucks here, and our dollar is pretty close to yours. Fucking crazy. That's Jim Edward. He's in Canada, by the way. Canada. Well, I just looked up. Uh, I just looked up PJ Blues, my old smoke. Yeah. Uh, Forty pack, eighty dollars. Wow. Two bucks. Two bucks you per smoke. Dick. And I'd probably get through forty a day. That's, so that's a day. actually a lot worse than not even what I thought. Yeah, that's a lot. Eighty dollars like, for a forty pack of cigarettes. Yeah, like I—that's pretty much wow. like half my wage. <laughs> half my wage per week is what I used to smoke. If, so yeah, in US dollars, the, in US dollars, that would be about that. fifty. No, it'd be about fifty. Oh, no, 60 yeah, bucks. about fifty. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for yeah. forty cigarettes. Since the Charlie's in the US. Uh, he ah. said when Camel, he remembers when Camel Blues, uh, Camel had a flavoured cigarette. He misses those. Weren't Camels mm. like the non-filtered ones? Like they were really proper hardcore. They're pretty they? good. But I don't know. I do remember Camel because they used to have a chocolate flavoured smoke. Oh, they did too. That's and it was I... fucking, it was pretty good. You yeah. couldn't, it was hard to get in Australia. Yeah. But we had, we had a bloke rock up to our year 12 formal. Mm. And we all had these big fat cigars. We decided, boy, am we going to have scars at the end of our fucking formal? Or are we good? Yeah. And a bloke rocked up with like a 12 pack of chocolate cigars. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Because they were thin. And then he's like, no, nah, just, just try it. And we had like a puff. I'm like, bro, we need more of these chocolate cigars. We were chocolate hunting after Wasn't that. that the first chocolate they smoked cocoa leaves or something? Isn't that mm. where they came up with the chocolate flavor? So. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And then I remember, yeah, after that, you think, yeah, Camel might have had a chocolate-flavoured cigarette that was sold in Australia for a very small period of time mm. and only very small, like, random tobacconists that would import it. Yeah. And when you found a pack, you're like, ooh, yeah, load up on Camel. Well, you couldn't do it now because you'd have, again, some cocksucker politician on television going, 
these chocolate cigarettes are convincing the children to take up smoking. That and the kids can't afford it anyway because it's fucking 80 bucks a pack. The sweet irony of this is you're banning vapes to the point where, I, you know, people would have to go to the fucking doctor and sit there in front of a doctor and emasculate themselves and say, whoa, just, can you just not please give me the tobacco? Okay, have you tried, uh, you know, nicotine gum? Yeah. Have All you right. tried this? Have you tried this? And it's like, I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want what I fucking want. Why are you in my way? Why are you preventing me? But the irony mm. of this is um, cigarettes, still get them over the counter. They're still fine. So yes, people, yeah. people who, have, who have got off cigarettes, like myself, thanks to like vaping, are now going to basically be forced back on the cigarettes if we want nicotine again. If we want, because it's, it's more than just the nicotine. It's like an oral fixation thing, right? It's like, you know, it's the whole fact. It's the whole process. It's the whole it's the whole um, ceremony of smoking. That's what you want, right? It's the yeah. I, I found my yeah. The, That's the thing when, that when I quit. Pick. It was the habitual like hand time hand filler. to mouth cup of coffee. And it was just a time filler. It was yeah. like this is what I do. I just like oh, I got five minutes to kill. I go for smoke. Yeah, um, if I need a break from work because I'll work through lunch when I'm in the office. I'd rather take like four or five kind of quote unquote smoke breaks than have lunch. Yeah. So I, I deliberately work through, even though the people there who, who would complain about people going out for cigarettes are the, the same ones who take one and a half hour lunch breaks and wander around the office, scratching their ass, talking to everyone most of the day. <laughs> They're the ones who complain the most, but I think, you know what? It's fair. Um, I'll skip my lunch break and I'll go out for my smoke breaks when I want one. And you know, you can't fucking complain then, can you? So, so I'm not taking any time away. Like just count that as my, um, my lunch break. I don't give a fuck. Right. Here's a little, right. just a little bit of quick, uh, quick research, uh, Damo. Yeah. Doing it. We don't want kids to smoke. I just looked up the, the minimum wage for a, anyone 16 year olds and under. Okay. 8.55 per hour. <laughs> so for a kid. They've got to work kid, 10 hours before tax. 10 hours before tax. <laughs> so realistically, he's probably only getting, oh, he's in the, he's in the fucking low tax range. So he's probably getting seven bucks an hour. He's got to work maybe three, two shifts to buy one pack of smoke. One pack of cigarettes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the kids are at risk. If they're going to want, if they're going to smoke, they're, they're going to find a way to smoke because yeah. they're not paying for it. Cause they're on eight fifty five an hour. Yeah. That, to be fair, that is fucking nuts. Because I remember when I was that age, my minimum wage was four ninety seven off the top of my head. Mm. It was there or that? It was something stupid like that? That has not gone up that much since I was fifteen. No, definitely Cause I, not. Because I, I, I realized today I'm now at the. If we're doing an egg timer, mm. I'm now at the opposite egg end of the egg timer of when I started working. To retirement age now. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So the, I've now passed the half. There's less sand on top than there is at the there's bottom. There's less sand on top at the bottom. Yeah. And but to think that I've we're now worked half my life, and the minimum wage has only gone up four bucks an hour. <laughs> so Yet the up. price of cigarettes has gone up sixty dollars a packet. Yeah. Eight times that. Yeah. It's very true. It's a very good point. The minimum wage hasn't gone up double yet. The price of cigarettes have gone up. Right. I think I bought my first pack for about seven bucks. Mm. So that's gone up like. 12 I remember that. I remember the first pack I bought because I was fourteen when I bought them. Because I again I was quite tall as a kid, so I didn't have to show ID or anything. I just walked in and said, "Yeah, give me a pack." And the packet that I bought was the brand was called Freedom. <laughs> it was a black pack and it had a red F on the front, and they cost me five dollars and thirty cents. There you go. 
Because remember, oh, remember the, there was always a kid in school who would sell smokes. Yes, singles. A, a, buck, yeah. a buck each. Yeah. And you're like, this dude is fucking making so much money. Because he'd spend five bucks for a whole pack, a 20 pack, 25 pack. Yeah. He'd walk away with 25 bucks and you're like, this is fucking free money. I mean, these guys. So he'll go times. out now, go out and buy five packs. Five packs <laughs> and probably then, sell them again. Yeah. But everyone sell like they'll get the good deal because you bought one smoke, one buck. Like, hey, man, it's only gold. It's all good. Yeah. Now. A buck, you're losing a buck each time. Yeah, you've uh, got to charge five bucks a ciggy, a ciggy to the kids. A if, you're, if you're going to sell kids, if you're going to sell cigarettes to your schoolmates, you've yeah. got to at least double for because du- well, there's a risk double, element right? involved, right? So you it's need almost, to charge for yeah. the risk. So that's $2, $2 covers your cost, a dollar for the risk, and a dollar to um, reinvest. And that's basically... Well, you got to reinvest. But the risk, I, I feel like the risk, because let's say you're only three smokes into a pack of 40 and a teacher confiscates, you're suddenly in the hole a fair bit. I think you need yeah. to triple your risk money. Yeah, so we need to be charging mate, maybe 6 uh, or $7 I, a smoke. Or... I, I'm saying 10 bucks a smoke. 10 bucks. So, okay, so that's good for the kid, the 15-year-old kid who works at Macca's. He only has to work an hour and a half now to get one cigarette, Greeno. One cigarette, that's right. <laughs> um, and the kid, uh, yeah, once again, he the, that kid only has to sell five smokes out of the pack to re like reinvest yeah. at a gross profit. Charlie says he hasn't been to an Indian reservation in a while, but those cigarettes are insanely cheap. But, yeah, but you have to get raped when you go there to get the cigarettes, mm. so that's no good. That's a counter-argument, it's yeah, exactly. a counter-argument exactly. to doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, giving up, um, you know, cigarettes entirely, going back to my original story, I, yeah. um, the worst thing that I can think about is that is, well, I'll have to sit in the office for that whole time. I won't be able to get away from the computer and go stretch my legs and go outside and get some fresh air and enjoy a vape mm. and, you know, just get away from it every couple of hours for five minutes, literally five minutes. Yeah. You're just kind of strapped, strapped in there, you know. It's yeah. like, oh, God. Then maybe I'll end up being one of those fucking idiots who wanders around the office scratching their ass talking to people instead. I don't want to do that. No, you don't do that. No, because no. Once again, the cigarette smoking is is the socialising element. Yeah. So I, I personally found when I quit, I spoke to people less because that's when I chat to people. I'd be out there having a smoke. Like, hey man, how you doing? I chat to the smokers. Yeah. No. But now that I'm out, I don't want to chat to people because I'm irritated. I'm like fucking. Well, I'm, I, I work four straight hours. I, I keep, to to lunch, right? I keep no waiting. I keep waiting for the smell of cigarettes to repulse me, like everyone says that it does. Them when they say, oh, "I quit smoking now," and now I can't even stand the smell, and I still love it. Like I still walk past the smokers, and I'm like, "Oh, I could easily have one." Like You're a- only four months out. Look, I, I'm kind of. I'm still. It depends on the day, right? Yeah. I, some days I walk past, I'm like, man, that does fucking. That stinks. Why? I smell like that for fucking a decade. That's yeah. that's full on. And then other guys, other times I walk past, I'm like, man, I could go for a smoke. Mm. <laughs> it just depends on the day. Like some days it smells delicious, some days it smells repulsive. Like yeah. anyone who says, oh, you just instantly repulsive, they're a liar. Because everyone, like it's an addictive chemical. Yeah. And no matter how much, how much you say you've quit, you've quit for as long as till you had your next smoke. Yeah, that's how true. fucking long you've quit. Yeah. Um, I've basically been like 12 years. So I've, I've been all right. But don't get me wrong, all this smoke talk, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can go for one now. Yeah, next time, you, next time you're laying out a couple of tons of topsoil, you might want to kick back with Last a Winnie, Winnie Blue Greeno. <laughs> Have a dart. Yeah. That's when I was in my thinnest, mate. That's when I was a thinnest. Yeah, Admittedly, fuck, I was yeah. anorexic and fucking, you know, look like a heroin junkie without yeah. heroin. Yeah. But still looking fit. Yeah, there you go. We haven't touched the rundown yet. We, do we, is there anything in there we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the Dave Warner thing? Because you were like, what the fuck is this about? Uh, yeah, you can tell me about it because I didn't know what the fuck was going on with this. So, so 
Another thing, so uh, David Warner, he's, uh, for our American listeners, Dave Warner's uh, the Australian cricketer. Is, uh, is he retired? David Warner, I think. Oh, we have to do this too, but oh, I'm not sharing my screen with you, am I? Uh, hang on one sec, mate. One sec, caller. We have to make sure we do this as well. Oh, there you go. I was wondering why there was no screen. Like, ah, yeah. Talk you about see it now? Anything. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, all right. So we have to make sure we touch on that too. Um, yeah, we will. Um, Where's so David, David Warner thing? Fuck. Oh, did I not send it through? You did not send it through. Let me oh, no, I sent it through uh, this afternoon. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Said, yeah, sorry. I forgot to attach the link. That's fine. I'll deal with it live on the My show. My apologies. Yeah. No, no one's fucking listening. It doesn't really matter. No, it's true. Um, Here we go. Here we go. So, David Warner is an Australian cricketer, very divisive cricketer. Now, it's it's kind of, I'm kind of torn a little bit on, on the reflection of Davey, mm. where... Very talented cricketer. Mm. Um, performed for Australia for the better part. I think 2009 was his debut. So 14 mm-hmm. years as an Australian player. Sure. Um, but was part of a few different scandals. Uh, part of whether it be punching the England captain at the time in a pub before an Ashes series. Yep. Um, whether it be the sandpaper uh, cheating, mm-hmm. uh throwing other people on the bus and the way he reacted to it in the post, mm-hmm. whether it be just the general publicity around him and the fact that he, he thought he was media savvy, but everything he did that was media savvy kind of worked against him. The fact that he's basically known in cricket as like the world's worst sledger. And I don't mean worst as in constantly sledging. I mean, in terms of his sledges that he, he the remarks that he says are fucking dumb. He's kind of a, he's kind of a meathead. Um, <laughs> Like he's he's not good at being witty. If mm. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the fact that even though he like he was dominant and and career wise had like 40, yeah. 40, 44 average, which is amazing for a test opener. Like yeah. that's fucking that's world record. But the problem was when you do look at the splits, it was like he was really great at home, but sucked everywhere else except for South Africa. He was um, he, he dominated like around 15, 16, 17, 18, that kind of period, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once again, was like what, one of the best has played for Australia, to be fair. Well, he's not one of the greats. I, well, this, he's probably top, top three openers ever. No, I don't know. No, he's not better than uh, Matty Hayden. He's not better than Hayden. He's not better than Langer. No. So that's but two he's, just he's in the probably, last 30 years. Yeah. He's probably third. Like, I'd have to go back and look. I'd have to look. He's probably third. And he, he revolutionized the way openers kind of played a little bit. Like, his, his guys with a strike rate of 70, which is pretty impressive. But mm. for some reason, people didn't like him, yeah. no matter what. And it was like, oh, you know, he did all these things. I'm like, so did Warney. Like, mm. Warney did more fucked well, up Warnie, things. Well, Warney, that was a point I was going to make. Yeah, Warn- Dave Warner's so-called scandals pale by comparison to Warning. Hundred percent. Fucking, you know, half of England. You know? <laughs> yeah, of England. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're like, oh no, he cheated the game. Hang on, uh, Warney gave match fixing information to Indian bookmakers. Mm. Do we forget about that? Yeah. He uh, drug cheated and got suspended right before a World Cup. Yeah. And thankfully, fucking was it Brad Hogg that saved the day. That's and right. Came in as a spinner. Yeah. Um, and and had a really good World Cup. Stuart uh, McGill. Won- Stuart McGill came in. Uh, came in and was the, the test, test team. A saver. So he let his team down multiple times. Had a, and ended um, up with a better average than Warney too, Stuart McGill. Mm-hmm. But he's got his own troubles. Talk about he's scandals. got his own troubles, hundred yeah. percent. But so I was reflecting, going, this is so weird because Warney did way more fucked up shit than Warner ever did, but Warner's more hated. And I was like, I just even though Warney was a high flying guy, he always seemed like a man of the people. I guess definitely. 
Definitely. Uh, even though he really wasn't, because he was going around banging Liz Hurley and, you know. Well, that's a man of the people move. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a very man of the people move. Take one for but, us, Warney. <laughs> yeah. Going around, hanging out, hobnobbing with celebrities, etc. Yeah. But uh, I was like, look, this this whole, he always had a bad PR. I've always felt Davey mm. Warner. Mm. One, he's a meathead, but a good PR person could find a way to make sure that, hey, Davey, because he is, he's from Housing Commission in New South Wales. Like, yeah. he, he's come up from nothing, and it's amazing. And then he, he had this big kind of farewell tour, which, you know, people That's what I don't, on. that look, honestly, that's the thing that I just thought it was so fucking cringe. The mm. fact it was a farewell tour. And I thought, God, this is so fucking presumptuous. Cause he announced before like the last ashes series before yeah. the series, before this one, that he wants his last game to be at the SCG against Pakistan or whatever. And I thought, God, that's presumptuous because I thought I wouldn't pick in the Ashes team right now the way he was playing at oh, the time. Oh, not overseas, hell no. No, I'm like, I wouldn't even have you now. But so it was like a PR move. And I, the, cynic, the cynical side of me says, well, and it was actually the Lady Boogs who brought this up too. And she's like, it probably wasn't even him. And I'm like, what do you mean? He announced his retirement. He, she goes, it was probably someone from fucking Cricket Australia or something who said, you know what? <laughs> we need to promote the shit out of this. Why don't we make it like a big farewell tour for Dave and we'll sell more tickets because otherwise no one's going to come to the SCG to watch fucking Pakistan 100%. play. Yeah. We had to find something to make yeah. people show up. And yeah. that's that's probably why like by the end I was like, "Oh my god, every every day I watched every day of that three oh, test series, every so fucking day the same kind of montage with David Warner un- and unlistenable. Oh god, and like by the, by the time the end I was praying for the end of the game just cuz I didn't want to fucking see David Warner another clips one. anymore. Yeah. I don't want another one. You like, ruined just- him for me. Now, yeah, when he first I, came in the team, I was one of his biggest backers. I was like, this guy's good. When, when all of these cocksuckers, now David Warner cocksuckers in the media are now lining up to say, he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's fucking amazing. He's got the, he's a legend. They're saying that now. When he first got picked, I was one of the only people saying, yeah, give him a go. Fucking let's have a, let's have a look at him. Because they were all mm. the ones saying, he can only play 2020. He's, he's, got, he's too aggressive. He's he too aggressive. He can't play we test cricket. Him, we watched him in. <laughs> Fucking 20, frauds, a lot of you. We watched him in 2011 <laughs> play a Shield game. That's right. In, in Bankstown. I'm like, why isn't he, he in the team now? Get him well, in there. I think he scored 150 and it was like in three sets, like two and a half sessions. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And like it was just we were just watching like this guy's looking way too good to be playing Sheffield Shield cricket. Exactly. Like, he's in the Australian team. Yeah. And it was like And if anyone doesn't believe us, I swear there's podcasts from oh like there would 2012. Be. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, you gotta pick this guy. He's he's too good. Warner's gotta be um, in, he's gotta play, you know. Yeah. And they were all the ones going, nah, he can't play. He's T twenty only, one day cricket specialist. That's all he'll ever be. He's not good enough for test cricket. Nah, 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 nah. And these are the same people now going, He's an absolute legend of the game. We need yeah. to watch the David Warner montage another half a dozen times before the lunch break. Oh, every yeah, ad it break. It was brutal. Fuck. It was absolutely brutal. So I was just glad um, that I was just glad that it was over by the end. It's like, thank God he's he's done. You don't have to look at this yeah. shit anymore. Thanks, <laughs> Dave. But fucking sick of you, mate. You know? Well, we we thought it was over. <laughs> and then suddenly oh, no. uh this week he, he finds a way to get himself in the news again. Because, yeah. you know, heaven forbid it's been a couple of days that any day for one. So he announced he's like, Oh, I'm gonna play, after I've retired, I'm gonna go play Big Bash. Yeah, okay. For, for, great. For, for one game. 
So he's coming okay. back for one game, another farewell game. game. This this but, motherfucker is like the Rolling Stones of cricket, Greener. Uh, it's, an, it's another farewell tour, isn't it? But no, no, it's not about that. So, but the the biggest controversy was the fact that he's like, oh, but however, I've got my brother's wedding that day, right? So I need to helicopter in from my brother's wedding to the field you so dick. I can make the game. Now you want to try and get people on your side. Yeah. You're doing it wrong, Dave. <laughs> you really do it. You want to be a man of the people. You want to go, hey, man, I'm, I'm just a boy from Marrick, from Housing Division. No, you're not doing it right. You left your brother's wedding <laughs> to play a one game of Sheffield, uh, not Sheffield, one game of BBL that no one fucking remembers. Yep. And to rock up for one game and then that's it. You're done, dusted. And you helicoptered in. Here we go, Greener. Here yeah. is the live footage of David Warner arriving in a helicopter. Yes, they put a camera crew on it to make sure that the event was captured, Bruno. You think, like, this is set up by his publicity team. This is fucking embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. I'd be so embarrassed if I was this person. Imagine, like, and let's let's pause for a moment. Oh, we've got to see the, what about the interview, Greener, oh, as he gets this, out of there? Look, this, after, look at this, this. Is this. Is this Brayshaw? Is it James Brayshaw? No, I don't think so. Welcome, I mate. think it's Brayshaw. Uh, how no. that? Not many... No, that oh, is. Bluey. That's Greg yeah. Blewett. That's Greg yeah. Blewett. People get to fly in on a chopper there. See, gee, how was it? Oh, this is was, so yeah, set it was, up. It's fucking. There's unreal. no one in the crowd. Right? No, <laughs> Obviously, the game's not for hours. To see, you know, Sydney from. If up no by, one's uh, okay, hear me out. If no one said anything, right? Yeah. Because this has all been leaked throughout the course of the week. Yeah. If no one said anything, because you're right, there's no one there. Yeah. He arrived a couple of hours before the game. Yeah. No one said anything and said, "Oh yeah, no." Uh, Davey, like, come come in, but just don't mention it. Yeah. Just, if you can chop her in, it's all sweet. We're all good. Yeah. No one would have known because there's no one in the fucking crowd. But they've made a big thing out of it because we've got to make sure. They had cameras there. They've got an interviewer as he fucking flies. It's so, like, you just, whoever your publicity team is, Dave, you got to sack them because <laughs> they're no good. Reminds me of a story I, I heard once from, uh, he used to be mates with this old fella. He's, he's dead now. I, mean, I used to smoke weed with him back in the day. He was much older than me, but we got on really well. Yeah. And um, the, the guy who lived across the road from him was a very, very, very rich business owner, an Italian fella. Right? And we were talking about like things we used to have, like the, obviously we were smoking weed at the time, so we'd have big conversations you know, about <laughs> big, big concepts. And we were talking about you know philosophies in business and all this kind of stuff. And um, he said to me, you know, he's like, Damo, he was a pommy guy. He's like, Damo, you know that fellow who lives across the road there? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said, look, mate, he's probably got, I don't know, 20 million in the bank. He's got he's got a Ferrari and Aston Martin and he's got all these cars. Uh, you know, if there's a problem at, at, at the job site, which car do you reckon he shows up in? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know all the cars he has. And he goes, he shows up in a fucking Holden, a $40,000 piece of shit Holden Commodore. 100%. Yeah, because why? Because you don't want to, if there's a worker dispute at the yard, at the building site, you don't want to be showing up in your fucking Ferrari telling the people that you're not going to pay them more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, exactly. Right. Now, this is, this, that just, this whole story reminded me of that story. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, Davey, you're great and stuff, but are you really part of the team? Remember, do you remember, was it Surav Ganguly when he was the Indian cricket captain? 
used to fly yeah. on his own private jet and the rest of the yeah, team yeah. would fly, or he would fly first class and the rest of the team would be in business class, shit yeah. like that. He would stay in a different hotel to the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And remember, like he was one of the most fucking hated captains that they ever had. Why do you yeah, think that is? Yeah. Why do you think that is? He put himself in front of the team, hundred percent. Exactly. Now, Dave, you know what? Enjoy your brother's wedding, mate. Well, that, that you know, imagine this brother's conversation. Brother. Imagine this conversation, right? A, a, a couple of quick quick points, if we can. Yeah. Firstly, this shows Dave, like Dave's brother, doesn't like him enough to have him in the bridal party. <laughs> Think of that. That's a bit fucking weird, right? Yeah. Well, he's got like one, two brothers, and his brother isn't in the bridal party. Because yeah. if you're in the bridal party, you you gotta stick around for speeches, Davey. You gotta mm. fucking dance. We got, mm. we got shit to do, man. You gotta fuck off for a stupid BBL game. He didn't even just fuck off for the game. Like I was thinking, he's gonna be dropped into the middle of the SCG during the game when it's his mid-game. turn to bat. You know, you're gonna be wicked. <laughs> but he's showing up, you know, five hours before the game starts. Oh, that's so, cool. He's so had plenty of time. He, this what, is dude, an early he was, wedding, man. He was there for the I do's, and he's like, all right, guys, got to go. Got a, got a helicopter to catch. I'll see you yeah, later. Yeah, 100%. He rocked, up for the, he, he, he rocked up for the boring bit, didn't stick around for the piss. Yeah. Sorry, Same guys. Room. I'd stay longer if I could, but I need to get into the SCG dressing room and get Pats mm-hmm. on the back and talk about cricket for the next yeah. three hours before the game. Exactly. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm... Now, imagine this is your brother, right? It's your wedding day. It's your fucking big day. It's your special day. And this is what your brother's doing. He's getting interviewed by Greg Blewett, hopping out of a chopper. Yeah. Like, you're you're, you're still doing wedding photos right now. Yeah. You haven't even had your entree at the reception. <laughs> but this is what your brother's doing to upstage you at your own fucking wedding. Oh, it's disgusting. Just, just fucking enjoy your brother's day, Dave. Fuck me! It can, can his brother's day not be about you? This is getting bought up at next year's Christmas dinner. I guarantee it. <laughs> hey, Davey, Davey, do you remember? Do you remember when like you fucked off from my wedding after after the ceremony? Oh ceremony? my god! Oh my god, Greeno! It gets even better. Look at this. So this is this is Sky News. Okay, this is like our equivalent of Fox News. Now this is the e-commerce coach and entrepreneur show on Agenda Afternoon with Kelly Slesser, Greeno. They interrupt the story of AI dominates consumer electronics show to bring you a live crossing to David Warner. I swear to God, we're going to cross live now to David Warner getting out of a helicopter. Have a look at this. We're taking you live now to Sydney. We're retired Australian <laughs> test opener. David Warner is landing at the SCG for the season. No way. Breaking news. Warner no arriving. Way. Um, <laughs> quick, give a, quick, give a quick, quick, nice Gary to our friend Dan Liebke nice, um, on Twitter. Breaking news. Yeah. Bre- breaking news. Uh, Dan Liebke currently not watching the BBL. Wants to know, has the maid of honour made her speech yet? <laughs> nice, Gary. Fantastic. Oh, my God. What a selfish cunt. And don't get me wrong, Warnie would have done the exact same thing. I don't know. I think this is beyond Warnie. Honestly, I don't think. I think Warnie had enough uh, self consciousness to go, no, I can't. No, I think Warnie, I don't think this is Warnie's style. Honestly, I don't. I think Warnie's the kind of guy who he might show up in the back of a limo or something, you know, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's making special entrances with choppers and stuff. I don't think that, oh, that's Warney. Warney style had a helicopter available. Warney definitely would have been in there. No, I think the I thing with Warney though is he was a big team guy. So he was always on the team bus. He was always with the rest of the team. He was team, 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 team. And if the look, if the rest of the team was driving into the stadium, he would have been fucking driving in. He wouldn't be no, taking special transport. No, I don't think that this is Warney. No, style. no, I, I agree with you. you. You make a fair point. Yeah. 
this is something this is something like, different when, when he was selfish but he was yeah he was he was about the same yeah definitely so I don't know what so, the yeah, fuck this is, Sydney but it's it Warner being Warner, Sydney Thunder, and Arch Crosstown rivals oh, in the Did you hear Warner, Sydney Thunder? He has played what? He's played one game in the last ten years. At, at this point, he hadn't played a game yet for the Thunder this year. Okay. This is his first game, and all of a sudden now it's his team because he arrived in a fucking helicopter. Warner, Sydney Thunder, and Arch oh. Crosstown rivals. Well, now I'm intrigued. When was the last time Dave Warner played for Sydney Warner. Thunder? What time? Uh, what year? Uh, I'm going to go year. 2015. Was attending his brother's wedding, My being held in the Hunter Valley. He's getting a close so he went from the Hunter Valley? <laughs> That's a two-hour drive. That's a two-hour drive. Your you priorities are wrong, man. C20 or, or winery tour. <laughs> fucking bro him oh, I, I can't find him when Warner last played because everything's about Sydney, this stupid helicopter arrival oh and yeah the coverage of the Sydney Smash is going to be on Fox Cricket at 6 and once again who, who cares Australian Eastern uh, Daylight Savings Time you're doing it wrong here Davey get a better publicist don't give your wife going to bat for you in the media you it's just dick. it's all no good fantastic stuff there you go Ah, uh, what else have we got in the rundown? Oh, if we're talking cricket, we, there's a couple of dumb comments that have popped up in, in the cricket over the course of the week. Mm. Now, this this one's from fucking... So, uh, Davey's now gone. Mm. So, now we're going to find a new opener. Now, logically, you just oh. go to Sheffield. You just go to Sheffield Shield. And you're like, well, fucking, who's, who's had the best last couple of years? Cameron Bancroft, welcome back, sir. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Australian cricket's fucking a little bit cooked again. And look, <clears> it's been nice because how, when was the last time we were like, Annoyed about a selection. It's been a while. Uh, We've had a good run. Yeah, not annoyed. Like there might have been some niggling things here and there, but not like the old days. We not were like, like the, the old fuck? days. No. When what Merv the was like early when days Merv of was our show. The show yeah, know? it was uh, fucking. What's his name? Um, Junior. Now, nah, well, Junior. Yeah, Junior was part of the problem. Yeah. Um, also, Trevor. Trevor Holmes. Trevor Holmes. When he was the chief selector. Yeah. That was all over the shop. No good. Um, when we're like, how the f what do we need to get some of these <clears throat> fucking one scorers when Cadditch couldn't get picked? That's right. Yep. Like, what the fuck? The Cadditch is going 700 runs every single game. Um, they've decided, they made the announcement, oh, we're just going to move Steve Smith up to open up. Steve Smith has never opened in his life. Mm. Just so they can bring Cameron Green back in. And the, the question, like, the question was like, well, why would you do that? Like, oh, we feel we've picked the best six batsmen in Australia right now. And we're just finding a way to put him in. And look, I don't, I don't mind that as much because Steve Smith coming in at two for four, like he did the other day, is no different to him being an opener. So that's that's one side. Mm. If we're saying the best six batsmen in Australia include a dude who averages like twenty five with the bat in tests, mm. that's a bit fucking weird. Like, there's a reason we drop Cam Smith, uh, Cam Green, sorry, mm. um, for Mish Marsh. Because he, he wasn't really performing, yes. but we're bringing him back in. Yeah. Like, Cameron Bancroft's gone back to, to Shield cricket, worked on his deficiencies. Dominated the last couple of years, hasn't he? And has averaged 60 for the last two years. Yeah. Like, I didn't like what happened with fucking South Africa in that. It wasn't the fucking, he was the scapegoat. It wasn't his fault. But he, he sucked as a cricketer. They brought him back in after that to go, oh, yeah, here you go. Like, here's your another chance. Well, they knew he wasn't the right person. Then they dropped him again. Hmm. Now he deserves to be picked. They're not picking him. Insane. Here's what Michael Clark had to say, though, hmm. um, about Steve Smith coming in as opener. So if he opens the batting, he'll be the best opener within 12 months. And don't be surprised if he breaks Brian Lara's 400 
because he's that good and now he's got all day to bat. Pup, did you fucking watch any cricket over the last five years? <laughs> he comes in two wickets down and didn't score 400. He had He's had all day to bat plenty of times over the last four years. This is the dumbest comment of the week, or so I thought. Mm. You thought what, are your, what are your thoughts on Smitty coming in open? <clears throat> I tell you, because I was like, mm, when you sent this through, I don't agree it's the dumbest comment of the week. I don't. This comment, like, he can score 400 as an opener because he get bats all day. That's a dumb comment. Um, any opener can score 400 if they're good enough. Um, no one. <laughs> no one has. If they're good enough. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Um, Smith, I mean, maybe it might have been more likely, say, the Smith of, say, 2019. That might have been more uh, appropriate, I think. I think Smith now is not as good as he was, say, three, four years ago. Smith is at the point of his career where his average is the same Stay. as Ricky Ponting's. Yes. At the exact same point of innings in his career. Yeah. And it starts. What happened after that? It starts to come down. Yes. Starts a dip. That's just what happens to cricketers. That's why Don Bradman is the greatest athlete in the history of all sport. Mm. Hear me out. No one has ever been 40% better at anything they've done mm. ever in sport. Yeah. Like the best is normally like ten percent better than the next best. True, yeah. The Don, the Don is forty percent better than the next greatest in the last hundred years. People have been playing this game for a hundred and forty years, and yeah. Don Bradman, who played in the what did he play the thirties, the forties, yeah, early nineteen hundreds. He is he's quite literally basically double. Twice as good as the next best person at it. Yeah, we're talking a, a current With old equipment day. and old conditions and old and rules the, yeah. when it was much harder. Yeah, yeah, it's much no more cute. difficult than it is now. And no, no roads. It was yeah, good yeah. luck. Uncovered pitches and all the rest. Of no that. helmets. <laughs> no helmets. They used to. It was basically a suicide game then. And yeah. he's he's basically twice as good as anyone else who's ever played before or after him. So it is. Yeah. Pretty wild. So yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced that it's a dumb idea though. Uh, honestly, uh, no, no, I'm Kadich, not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the open. idea. I'm not saying the idea is dumb. I'm saying Pup's comment is the dumbest. Ah, okay. Well, okay. No, no, I, I'm going to him opening because, like I said, he comes in at two for four all the time. What, right. what I'm saying is saying that oh he can if he bats all day he can score 400. No, no, he come in at two for four. Yeah, plenty fair of times. That's a fucking dumb comment. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but just on him opening, I think. Someone told me a pretty interesting stat the other day, and it was something like someone did the numbers and found out that when he comes in after two quick wickets, he scores his average is like 80 or something. 58. Nah, it's like 58. 58. But when he comes in after like a good opening stand, like when the runs are already on the board, his average is actually much lower. Yeah, because like he's the kind of guy that when you need him to score runs, he scores. Backs against the wall. Yeah. Um, so Jared, Jared Waitley, who I think you, you know, Greeno, he's a good commentator. He does mostly AFL, a lot of cricket. Yeah. So I heard him during the week as well. And here's a couple of quotes. He said, uh, quote, Marsh had been floated early and heads already done it. Labashane was the most nimble solution. There was a school of thought that Carey should. Smith was never part what? of that public. He's just reporting on what. What was what was kind of being spoken about? That's a problem. People are speaking and just fucking making shit up. Well, hang Alex on. Carey is an opener. Fucking get out of here. Some people might have thought that. 
Um, That's him. Some people. Well, he's people? gritty. He's gritty. He doesn't give his wicket away. He's never opened in fucking Sheffield Shield. Right. Why the fuck would he be tested? Anyway. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. My problem with reporting. Smith. Like, ah, people, he, people are saying. What people? Morons. He, he goes on to say, Smith was never part of that conversation publicly, and then it turns out that's what's been going on privately. Once he's told the selectors and the coach behind closed doors that not only is he willing to do it, but he would really like to open, I feel like that's the solution. So this is what people are saying, that, you know, he Smith is actually open to the idea of opening. Like He'd be like, no, I want to have a crack. Yeah. Which I was surprised. If that's true, I was surprised to hear that. But if they're not going to pick Bancroft, if Bancroft is just blacklisted now forever, which he may well be, well, they've, they've unfairly. Already they've already not picked him. The so, squad's yeah. been announced. Yeah, so I think that that's really unfair. He should have been picked. He deserves it. Um, then, you know, uh, I heard Waitley also said something like, was it was it Harris that got picked, Greeno? Marcus Harris? No, he didn't get picked. Renshaw. Renshaw, right. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So he, there was a, a side-by-side of, like, uh, test averages and first-class averages, and Harris, Renshaw, and Bancroft were pretty much all identical. Yeah, they're all in, like, yeah, the 30s. The, yeah, yeah, it was, like, 38s, and, uh, 38s in first-class, mm-hmm. and then in tests, like, 32. Yeah. But the difference being, Bancroft, over the last two years, has, has had, been, had yeah, a better so average better. than last yeah. dress. So. Yeah, he's in the prime of his career, and they're going to ignore him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that's something you know. You said when was the last time we were pissed off about a selection? That I'm probably kind of pissed off about that. Now, yeah. if Renshaw ends up opening, <clears throat> okay, right. fair enough. But he won't. They, they, They'll play him said, at like six or something. You no, know? they're not going to play him at all. They're saying Cam Green's <laughs> coming in, so Smith's going to open. Yep. Everyone's moving up a spot, and Cam Green's coming in at five or six. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, uh, Cam Green's coming in at four now. Sorry, so he's replacing Smith at four. I think it's really interesting. I'm really interested to see how he goes because if he makes a go of this, this might add another fucking if, couple if of you, years onto his career. Tell, if you tell Cam, Cam Green yeah. you don't have to bowl, yeah. Mitch Masters our arounder, and just focus on batting, then it makes sense. But if you're going to ask Cam Green to be an all-rounder and bat four, mm. then it doesn't. Because Cam Green, we've seen him when he was a young kid. He scored double hundreds and fucking was an absolute weapon. And he came in the test squad and then didn't really know kind of what his thing. He came in at six. Well, he doesn't he, to come, bat. he comes he in bat at three four. or four. Yeah, he bats at four for team. WA. Yeah. But he hasn't played for WA in Sheffield Shield in three years because he's been in the test squad. Yeah. So realistically, if they sell him, look, just focus on your batting, Cam. Mm. Like when Mitch retires, then maybe we'll push you back to an all-rounder. Yeah. That makes sense. But if they're asking to be an all-rounder and bat four, with how he's performed over the last couple of years and he's like he's been dropped because of his performance, yeah. then it makes no sense. I, I'm really I hope I'm just, I'm just yeah. really interested to see because I feel like this could be the thing that kickstart it could be. I'm not saying it will. I hope so. Because Smith's been in a bit of a rut for like a year or two. A little bit. Um mm-hmm. he, and this is the thing, this well, Smith is so good. Yeah. He still has a test average of fifty eight. Yeah. Well <laughs> he's even, been in a rut. He's, he's averaged off in 61 to 58. He, yeah, insane, he, has, he has an average of 58 now because he was scoring, scoring so many runs before. But if you look at his average over the last couple of years, it's probably in the 30s or thereabouts. And that's how good he is. Even when he's playing, when he plays poorly, he still averages more than the next best guy who might well, come in. Well, I don't in. think it is. I think he still averages almost 50 in the nah, last couple of years. I wouldn't be. No, I don't think so. I think he'd be averaging maybe in the mid to high 30s for the last year or two. 
No, um, definitely not. With he, an odd he's score had, here and there. He's had sneaky, like, he, he hasn't scored big runs, but he always scores runs. Uh, no. So I think, no. like, if you think about it, Smitty always scores like 48. You're like, oh, that's doesn't always. Smith. No, he doesn't always. We're, no, he we're doesn't. so used to him scoring big tons. Yeah. Uh, look, but he's still, he's still good enough to be in the team, even though he's playing poorly. That's how good he is. As I don't think he's playing poorly. He is, I think he's definitely like, playing poorly. I think you know, he's playing poor than he used to. By his standards, uh, he's poor. By his standards. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up CCP average the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, we can only he can only really judge himself by his own standards. So, like I said, um, he still deserves a place in the team because even though he's playing poorly by his standards, he's still good enough to be in there. But him opening the batting, like just that change of scenery, hear me out, that might be because you know the kind of character he is. He wants to, he want, He does want to bat all day. He's a nervous watcher of the game, right? He hates sitting in the stands watching. He's constantly moving. He doesn't sleep uh, he, during a game. He ta- hang on, hear me out. He he taps his foot. He he paces back and forward. Uh, he nervously watches the game. He hates sitting there watching it, right? Maybe getting him out there first thing on the first morning. Maybe this might just be the thing that he like. It might reset his brain, and he might just go back to just batting. And you never know; he might fucking stay out there all day if he's given that opportunity. Other, uh, instead of you know having to calculate how he should play according to how the wickets have gone, and should he go hard or should he consolidate, and you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a totally different. He has a clean slate every innings now to bat exactly how he wants to. So this might be the thing that kind of snaps him out of it. I think. I think it's. I, I'm genuinely interested to see how he goes opening the batting, and I hope he does really well. Because I feel like his his demeanor and everything, he's probably very well suited to being an opening batsman. Oh no, he'd be fine as an opener. I got no plans with that. Do you want to know what his average is over his poor period of the last two years? Yeah. Huh? Fifty. No, I don't believe. I I don't believe that statistic. I'd have to. Well, I just fucking looked it up. Hmm. He averaged in twenty twenty two. He averaged fifty eight point four. In twenty twenty three, he averaged forty two point two two. In test matches, this is test matches. Really? So, in between that. It's fucking 50. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's averaged 50 over the last two years. Well, I would still say he's not playing as like his best. No, I agree with you. Yeah. He's not playing as good as he used to. What I'm saying is everyone's he's everyone's so harsh on him because he was so good yeah. before that that we're like, oh, what? Okay, let me go through his averages hmm. since 20, 2011. Yeah. 72, 37, 81, 73, 71, 77, 32, yeah, yeah, 74, wow. 18. Then we go 53, and then the last two years, 58 and 42. So, so he's just like, been grinding out numbers. He, like, even though he hasn't scored big tons, so let's have a look here, and this is my point, right? He hasn't been scoring as in, freely in his, either. He's just kind of grinding out he's, knocks. He's always, been, yeah. he's always been a grinder. His yeah. strike rate is consistent throughout his career. Mm. So hundreds. Five, six, four, six, yeah. three, and then we get into like COVID era. Yeah. So, like, he still scored two hundreds in twenty twenty two, and his worst year is twenty twenty three. He still scored three hundreds. Yeah, right. So, like, that's consistent yeah, with what he was doing in twenty nineteen when he averaged fifty six. So, yeah, it just genuinely surprising. It just seems, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised by it too. Actually, I thought it was going to be a bit lower, but yeah. I thought he averaged about thirty last year. But mm. every time I think about it, I'm like. Oh, Smitty just kept on grinding out fifties, yeah. but we didn't never saw him make that like defining ton. But they were like battling fifties; they were uncomfortable, out, uncomfortable fifties. Uncomfortable, you know? But yeah. not really. His strike rate last year was forty six. The year before was fifty. Yeah. Okay. 
every he he has a general strike rate of around fifty. It was a little bit down. It was four like four percent down last year. Yeah, right. But he, he that's what he does. He just grinds out innings. You remember he always starts slow. Mm. That first like ten runs normally takes him about sixty balls. Yeah, and then after that he starts to like get in and and fill his hands. So, mm. um. Yeah, I was surprised by he scored more tons last year than he did the year before. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it felt like he was something, but every time I think about it, I'm like, no, nah, man, he was always scoring 40s, 50s, even in his bad innings. So. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that, that's genuinely surprising because I've heard him talk himself about how he's not like he's, he's his own harshest form. critic. He man. really is, yeah. Uh, so, anyone would be happy to average 46 for a year, but that's a Smith, bad year Not for Smithy. Him. Yeah. yeah, no. So, like, oh, sorry, 42 for the year, my bad. Yeah, long story short. Him opening the batting, I think that might just be the cudgel that something to keep him fresh, yeah. Yeah, snaps him out of it and whatever he's whatever he's in, a rut for him, like you said, like I said, a rut for yeah. him is still good enough to be in the team because it's better than anyone else who could potentially else anyone who's not in the team could open. He's still got better stats oh, and he, he would say he that does, he's not yeah. playing well. You know, and, the, so. yeah. and look, if we're talking open it for open, a different story. But yeah. what I'm saying is is Cam Green worthy to get back into the team ahead of Bancroft? Probably not. No, well, if I think Cam Green's worthy to be in the team, I do. But he's got to be an all-rounder, right? And Mitch Marsh, you can't not drop Mitch Marsh. You, you can't drop Mitch Marsh at the moment. No, he's fucking. Play, I'd probably, I'd, even though Cam Green is not suited well to batting at like number six because he's not a he's not a guy who can come in and start hitting right away like Mitch Marsh is. Um. Cam Green is someone who like needs to occupy the crease for a while. I think. You know what? I, this is like this is almost borderline sorry book, right? Mm. So Cam Cam Green batting yeah. averages thirty three in tests. Yeah, that's the same as the average of Cameron Bancroft, yeah. Matt Renshaw, yeah. and Marcus Harris. It's, so and he's and so, he's and he's young. That's the and thing. he's young and he's an all rounder. He's got ten years so, up his sleeve, minimum. and he's been batting six coming in normally when like struggling. You have to call Quick runs. Yeah. No, no, when they score quick runs. Like, oh, yeah, just fucking throw your bat around camp. Oh, it, no, it's one or the other coming in at number six. It's one six. or the other, yeah. But so there were a lot of innings there. I remember in that Ashes um, tour where he would come in and, you know, at number six, not the last one in England, I don't think, but the one before. Average of, uh, yeah, first class average of 46, Cam Green. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. Yeah. Maybe it makes sense. Like yeah. You're actually putting him in the position that he's most comfortable in to give him the yeah, best opportunity four, to score the most that, runs that he can. The guy scored 900s at first class level. Yeah. Has an average of 46. Pretty good. Got thrown, got thrown to the test team really young. To the guy's number only, six as an all-rounder. How old is he? He's 20, 23. He's, 20, he's 24, man. Yeah. Fuck. He's a puppy oh. in cricket terms. Man, like he's right. he's his best years. Here. Cricketers yeah. tend to have their best years oh, around thirty. Thirty. Yeah. He's he's got a first class average of forty six. Yeah, he's already good. Oh, yeah. Um. So put him up to number four because you can't put him at number six because he's not a. And hitter. don't make him bowl. He's let a Mitch big Marsh guy. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No, let him. I'd, I'd give him a couple of overs, like as a as a partnership breaker or something. Yeah. Like just give Starkey a break or whatever. It's a good option to have. Because you've uh, basically no, now him. got two, all, you've got two all rounders in the team now, basically. 100%. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Travis Head. Yeah. Sorry, um, I've turned myself around in space. Yeah. One conversation. I'm like, okay, no, now I'm fucking. What, why you're, would down I with, doubt you're down with the program now. I'm down with the program now. Why'd I ever doubt George Bailey? So, I felt like an, 
yeah. needed some outrage because I'm like, I need to be outraged about selection. See, it actually makes sense. Smith has see said that he wants to open the batting, okay, and he's the best batsman we have in the team for the last six or seven years. Yeah. He can, he could probably do it. So, okay. So that solves the opener problem, but now we've got to fill the number four spot. Now, the and, three and other George options, the three other options we have yeah. were three openers that were going to come in: Bancroft mm. and Renshaw and Harris. Well, none of them can play number four. It's either open or nothing for them. So uh, Renshaw's played middle of the order, but he's no good at you, it. If, you, if you've got those options, <laughs> yeah. Cam Green actually has a better first class he, average than all. He does, yeah, and he's fucking five years younger. Mm-hmm. So no, okay, well, yeah, because George Bailey's argument was, oh, we feel like we've picked the best six batters in Australia, yeah, to be our top six, yeah, with Warner, ah, no, Warner, uh, sorry, Kawaja, Smith, Smith Labajé, yeah. uh, Green, Head, and Marsh, yeah, and I, I fucking okay, like I know Bancroft had a great I two can't, years. I can't disagree. I, I, it makes sense, like. Let's just give Cam Green a chance. He's right 24 now, years age. Right now, Cam Bancroft is the best opener in state cricket. That's what he is. He is, yeah. That's not to say that he couldn't do the job well. I think he really could open for the I, I think Australian team year, I and think, do really well. Uh, he I could. think Aussie's going to retire next year he and could. then Cam Bancroft will come in. Yeah, because what's Aussie now? 36? 37, I think. 37. So Same age as Davey. Yeah, yeah, so he's winding up. Mm-hmm. He's definitely winding up. So... Yeah, then there's going to be another opening. But at that time, Bancroft will be 33 years old. 32. 32. But that's when we picked, that's when we picked uh, Mike Hussey, and he played fucking five years and just dominated. That's right. And, uh, you know, we have a good and history. And Cadish. Cadish came back at 33 uh, and Chris, played four Chris years Rogers, and dominated. Chris Rogers, Chris Rogers, made Rogers his, came in. At 35, wasn't it? When Ed, he made Ed his Cowan debut. Came, uh, not, not debut, but he came back into the team and dominated at 34. Yeah. 34, 35. Uh, Ed Cowan came in at 33. Yep. So, look. It's it's not not a concern. It it's makes not sense. out of the realm of possibility. It, it make it also makes sense from like the overall standpoint of the team. We fielded the oldest team ever for Australia, I believe, in the last test. Yep. Like we need some young blood. Yeah. Like it's good it's good that we're picking the players that are in form, no matter what their age. Mm-hmm. But we need to fucking get Cam Green test ready. I I I've turned around on I think that they're still holding out hope that 12 months from now, Will Pukowski will be back. (laughs) He's averaging 36 in Shield at the moment, but he's only been back for like a couple of months. Yeah, and he just has to not get concussed. That's not get concussed and yeah, take care of himself. Yeah, so he gets his he gets the rest of this season under his belt and as a way back. Then next Sheffield Shield season, Uzi will still be playing, and if he averages say 40 up next season, he'll be in. Yeah. They'll pick him because what he's the same age as Green, isn't he? Like they're around the same age, I think. Uh, he might be a year or two yeah, younger. No, no, I think he might be a year older. older? I think because he's like 25, yeah. Yeah. But he he was supposed to be like the next one in the team at like oh. 18, they were talking about. Him. Yeah. Well, he, he had a fucking first class average of 50. He's, yeah. Oh, 25, Warpikovsky. Yeah. 25. So seven years ago, he was going to be the kid, the wonder kid. It was going to yeah. come in, and then uh, just a horrific run of injuries stopped him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was getting concussed. Yeah, first class average down to forty three, but he was averaging sixty mm. when he was originally picked. But in uh, thirty four matches, already has six hundreds and nine fifties. Yeah, so he he goes all right when he's he playing, right. when he's not injured. So I yeah. suspect that it might it, there might be a, an element of it was now or never for Bancroft. Mm. So. Sadly, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, he, look, he did get another chance after the, um, sandpaper gate 
He did. Yeah, he, but he had he had fucking like technical deficiencies, and they shouldn't have picked him. Yes, they picked him in the team when he shouldn't have been picked. Shattered his confidence, and then, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you go back now, and work on your game." And he did, and yeah, now they're like, "Yeah, like, no, we're not going to pick you. We're going to put someone else. We're going to put Smith up instead." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like we know he fucked you over. We'll pick you again, but then they fucked him over by picking him again. Yeah, I feel for the guy. Mm. Um, fun, fun, fun little update. Yeah. Uh, this is it's it might be David Warner's farewell match, mm. but it's also Steve O'Keefe's farewell match in this T20. Yeah. He just got David Warner, and it looks like the Sixers might fucking blow up the uh, the Thunder Warner farewell party. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's fucking they need, hilarious. They need like 60 runs off about 20 balls, something like that. Oh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, uh, so yeah, Socky fucking kicking some ass out Steve there, Steve O'Keefe. Australia's greatest ever spinner. There you go. So I'm glad Davey came in. He scored 37 off 38. Okay. In a so, T20. Glad yeah. you flew in, Dave. Yeah, it was well worth it. <laughs> well worth it. Yeah. Enjoy your loss. Who got dropped glad... for that, by the way? <laughs> you know. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Glad you missed your brother's wedding. <laughs> yeah. And is he going to fly out again for the rest of the reception? Or you know? mm. Back to the nut bush. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right. All right. Should Let's we, wrap, it wrap it up. Yeah. We should wrap it up. It's been a hell of a show. So, uh, okay, next week, but then not the week after. No, we'll be back the week after. No, that's Australia Day. We we yeah. had this discussion already. I know, but that was a joke. We're back. What the fuck are, we, are you doing anything Australia Day? Um, you got to put your bintang signal on? Yeah, bintang, cook some lamb, mate. Cook some lamb. Yeah, I'm going to do lamb as well. Lamb on the barbie. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, I did last year a little lamb, little lamb and gravy roll. It's all good. Yeah, no, fuck yeah, I'll definitely cook some lamb. I don't know why. I guess I've just been convinced by... Yeah, advertising. Advertising has, has monopolized. Well, I used to do sausages. Sam Kekovich told me to, I so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do sausages for lunch, yeah. and then suddenly it was all this lamb fucking propaganda. I'm like, oh, no. Have they like done lamb. a lamb ad yet this year? Yeah, yeah. They did this fucking really weird one. Oh, talking we've got about to play how, it. We've got to have a look. How lamb is like generational and shit. It was kind of panned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Australia. Um, They're all panned. Yeah, like um, lamb. Lamb Generations, I think it was. Okay. It was oh, yeah. trending the other Five day. days ago. All right, let's have a look. Mm-hmm. So if you're from uh, another country, this will make this will be very strange to you. So every year, the Lamb Council or whatever the fuck they are, the Lamb Board, the people that want you to buy more lamb to eat, they put an ad out for Australia Day basically saying, eat lamb on Australia Day. It's the very Australia Day thing to do. And every year they make like weird ads. I remember one of my favorite ones was a couple of years ago with that chick from SBS where it was like the military and they were going around like extracting um, Australians from other parts of the world, like Australian celebrities to bring them home so they could have lamb on Australia Day. Do you remember that one? <laughs> so they, do, good ad. they do they very do good ad. cheesy. Again, yeah. It's fucking, it works because last year I'd say, no, I'm going to cook some lamb on Australia Day. Fucking oath. Yeah, they've, they've definitely made it their own. They're like, you know what? Yeah. No one's, no meat company, no meat brand has, it's not even a brand, it's an industry. Yeah. This is an industry commercial by the Lamb Council or something. So every year they put out a very cheesy ad that everybody pans, but then like, you know, everybody Works. secretly looks forward to as well because it's yeah. so cheesy and dumb. So I haven't seen yeah. this year's ad yet. So let's right, have a look. I'm going to let you enjoy it. And then the back end, we'll, we'll chat about it. All right, cool. Good morning, Vermintown. It's a beautiful day to be 60 to 78 years young. Here's another gold moldy. Your phone charge is on. Your phone charge is on. Have a house. Lovely. Your phone torch is on. <laughs> Careful, Seymour. 
Watch out for the generation gap. I wonder how they're going over there. Yeah, bloody Gen Zs. Just remember, we're the ones that invented your precious World Wide Web. Seymour! Oh, classic boomers, making the gap bigger. They'd understand if they just listened to us. Yeah, season one was better. Hey, do you think all this screen time is adversely affecting our social skills? Well, it could be worse. We could be in our early 30s. Hey, millennials are still cool, right? So not slay. Are we saying slay now? Slay. Slay. It's pretty fun. Slay. I just feel like no one pays attention to Gen X. We've got so much to... I don't care what they do. Just not in my backyard. <laughs> hey! Hey, in my backyard! This is their fault! Don't look at us. We're literally perfect. Typical young people. Everyone gets a trophy. We were kids! You bought us the trophy! Stop gaslighting us! That's not what that means! Cancel! Cancel! Is that lamb? Lamb. You know, when I was a kid, oh. we'd have lamb egg. Lamb bun? <laughs> they keep cutting me off. That's pretty fun. <laughs> well, at least we can agree on something. Generation gap! It's closing! The lamb's getting closer! I'm addicted to my phone as well! Takeaway coffees could be hotter. It's okay you spent 368 billion on submarines. Yeah. It was an impulse buy. Being a young person in Australia must be difficult. Being an old person must be pretty tricky too. Probably. I'm sorry. There's Big Sam Kekovic. Sam Kekovic. He gets one job a year. That's it. Who's that? Good to have the country back together. We weren't ever that far apart, sweetheart. Over lamb. Share the lamb. That's a good ad. Oh, wow. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Thoughts. Um, wait, Brack to the Future 4? No, nah, it's, uh, it's a thing, it's a, a parody. Really? Tom Holland, Back yeah. to the Future 4, 5.1 it, million? It's a parody, is it? I think it's a parody, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. I think I got sucked into that recently. Then again, you never know. Everything's uh, getting remade. Like, there's making a Beverly Hills Cop 4, so. Yeah, right. It could be, but I swear there's a parody of, of uh, Back to the Future 4. Now, see, that's not as good, okay, before we comment on that lamb ad, let me show you this one. I'm not it's saying just... it's the best lamb ad. I'm just saying, like, they, they do it well. They make it into a big event. Yeah, it is a big event. But let's just compare that. So this is the lamb ad from 2017 that's just popped up in my little uh, thumbnails here, Greeno. So -hmm. let's compare it with the lamb ad from 2017. And you have a look out there too, audience, because Jim's like, <laughs> Charlie, Sinister Charlie said, I wish I could get this excited about lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Jim said, this is so cheesy. Oh, it's very cheesy. But have a look at this one from 2017. Jesus, where's your dad? He's everywhere. we played this on the show. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. <laughs> I'm like, I've seen this ad. I swear we played on the show. Yeah. 
Jesus. Where's your dad? He's everywhere. Just joking. He's working. Can you get that? Thanks, Zeus. God, I love this lamb. Well, that's a relief. No, we played it last year. For you lot with all your dietary requirements. Oh no, no, not for me. I'm designated driver. See that? Reverse miracle. I think that's yours, Aphrodite. How do I get that thing for myself? Moses, can you pass those down? So, should we address the elephant in the room? Not funny two and a half thousand years ago. <laughs> Not funny now. <laughs> what is this music? It's his playlist. Oh, Christian rock. This one's about me. They're all about you. <laughs> I don't understand why people take photographs of food. You know, she probably has more followers than anyone at this table. Really? You're famous. Have you ever thought about Scientology? If you could just open your Ron, mind... Ron, Ron, uh, let's not get into religion at the table. I gave up dinner with Tom Cruise for this. Yeah, sure. I'll see you next time. Who's that? Mohammed. Can't make an appearance. Daycare pickup. That is a shame. Oh, I've got a match. <laughs> That's actually a really sly. Uh, now I remember that of, of all of this, I remember that that was the biggest outrage, that one line about Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> because if you're not familiar, it's apparently it's sacrilegious in Islam. You can't show Muhammad, like you can't draw pictures of him or anything, right? Yeah. So there's like, where's where's Muhammad? No, a no show, no appearance. It's like daycare <laughs> run, you know. <laughs> Good joke. Yeah. It's a shame. Oh, I got a match. What does eggplants mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but what religion are you? Oh, I'm no religion. Which is the fastest growing religion in Australia, based on recently published census data. Ugh. We really need a better marketing team. I knew we shouldn't have spent all that money on pamphlets. <laughs> what should we toast to? To science. <laughs> what about just lamb? The meat we can all eat. Lamb. We really should get together more often. This it would make the galaxy a better place. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good one. That's nice, Gary, that. Definitely not scary. That's a, that's a subtle one. That's a low-key one. But, yeah, let's offend everyone at the same time. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they have changed, the lamb ads. But, yeah. <clears throat> no, the last one wasn't bad. <clears throat> Pardon me, but definitely very cheesy. I enjoyed it still. The fact mm. that they were cutting off the Gen X guy every time he spoke, you know, that was fucking funny. So, like I said, they make a, make a thing of it, and they, they only literally play this ad for, like, one month. Yeah. So they kind of like throw their whole budget out. That's why it went for three minutes. Yeah, exactly. And make, like, a little mini film going, look, we're, yeah. we're only flogging them once a year. That's What's it. <laughs> we're, we're pouring all of our heart and soul into this one time of year around Australia Day. I tell you the reason it doesn't work as well because lamb is so fucking expensive for some reason in Australia. It really There's is. Like, well, it we, can only afford it. Yeah. we can only afford it once a year. It's all good. Yeah. The lamb leaves us like 60 bucks. Yeah. You can yeah. Buy, almost buy a pack of smokes for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> Maybe you've just fixed it for the tobacco company. Hey, oh, everyone, <laughs> Australia Day, get a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> That's it, get some winning blues. Fuck the lamb. Have a Winfield. Yeah. <laughs> You'll lose weight instead. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh, sensational. On that note, Greeno.
Let's get the fuck out of here, shall we? We get out of here. All right. See you next time. See you guys next week. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but I? Somebody will sit down and tell you the truth.